can you still read the code? Oh yeah, all I see is blonde, redhead, brunette. <laughs> <laughs> well done. All right. Ted Boyd. <laughs> Not the chuttle. Chuttle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys. Surprise. <laughs> Whoa. Touching butts. Kinky. Creepy pasta. Please. You can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else. Don't mention his name. Pasticle. A Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Chuddle the Pod, where three best friends take a look at the curious world around us. And what do I mean by that curious world around us? Well, I tell you this every week, and I'm going to tell you every week after this, and this week as well, too. But we, we look at those things that are a little bit mysterious and curious, the things mm-hmm. that like haunt us and go bump in the night, maybe, in, mm-hmm. in movies, mm-hmm. certainly, and in, uh-huh. in <laughs> music, we talk about it. This this rant, I, mm-hmm. I, I always have it planned out in my head a little bit better than how it actually uh-huh. goes, but those oohs mm. and ahs that you great. joining in with me are my lovely <laughs> co-occupants. The one that uh, thinks I'm doing a great job. We'll go to him first. You can follow him at Chuddle the Ross on Instagram. It's Ross. <laughs> oh, shook, bro. <laughs> How you doing? Thank you for you being not... here. Hey, you know, thank you for having me. And thank you for continuing to do an amazing job with the intros. Oh. I don't care what Sam says or texts me late at night. You're doing a fantastic job at that. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank those you. Those are on the group text, right? You get those two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It is the group text. Yes, yeah. Uh, not too shabby, uh, you know, just uh, uh, chuddling along. Um, I am uh, slowly but surely reorganizing all of my movies. Um, so I have, this is my conundrum, and this is probably with a lot of um, just feverishly uh, crazy film addicts. Um, I have half of them in binders when I had them in DVDs, and all oh. my Blu-rays are in boxes. So I have a mm-hmm. mixture. It looks like a, like a, a, a just a CD hoarder. It's terrible, and I have sure. no way of organizing it. So um, I'm slowly but surely notching into that. So um, we're going to have some real deep dives soon because I'm finding stuff that I haven't seen in years, and I think there's only three copies on the planet. So uh, I'm I'm really excited. How the hell are we going to watch them? Watch them? <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure that out. I'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah, there's another part there for, you know, yeah. movies only you have. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> that other voice that's not so uh, impressed with my intro is our other lovely co-occupant, <laughs> Sam. You can follow him at Chuddle the Sam on Instagram and Twitter. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. I think your intros are great. <laughs> they're fine. No, they're good. I don't know how we got onto this, but... <laughs> Um, I'm mm-hmm. I'm doing really well because I won my fantasy football championship oh. yesterday. Oh. Bring, bring, bring. Blew him out. Thank you, Jamar Chase. 55 points from one guy. That's Wait, a lot what? of points from one guy. His name's Jamar Chase, wide receiver. Just kicked ass for me yesterday. Really oh, nice. put my team on his back. Yeah, I'll pretend to know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, also, good Jamar, for you. Good for you. Good job. Girl's name. I'm sure you did a lot of work to make that happen, right? Oh yeah, I've really thought about it all season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so all the threatening letters worked that you mailed to all the other people? Uh-huh. Oh. Exactly. He really uh-huh. got in their game. He went to games. He actually went to games. I think it was in the crowd, just like 
shouting just at glaring. the opposite teams, just glaring. Yeah, mm. not even shouting, just glaring. Just glaring. Have a really good Let glare. Let him catch the ball and score a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> you see number 13? Let him score on you, okay? Okay, great. <laughs> Precisely. And that is, that, that, that's great to hear. I'm, I'm glad your team is doing so well. It won. It's the best. Back-to-back champions. Oh, nice. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me. Uh, you can follow me, the last co-occupant of this lovely podcast. 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 <laughs> <laughs> At Shuttle the Brian on Instagram and Twitter. And that's Shuttle the Brian with a Y. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> See, <laughs> I learned. Me. I learned follow from my me past Because why not? And uh, I'm doing I'm well. still unsure what it is. Um, you know, just been doing the same old thing that I normally do every week. So I don't know, maybe going insane a little bit. It's getting cold. It's cold as shit outside right now. It's like, yeah, cold. So that's fun. You got that's cold different here from too. Me. I put on <laughs> long sleeves today. This is real exciting. Uh, uh, have you, conversation uh, well, for you've been playing video games right not so How's much anymore <laughs> no i, I stopped that no. a little bit uh i beat guardians so that was my last big foray as that as was, you all know yeah. i got that that carpal yes. tunnel from it but uh <laughs> oh, that's true so you beat the hill that was guardians of the galaxy and mm-hmm. now your mm-hmm. quest is done now now i'm just kind of i just sit game. here for hours on end and just stare at the the computer screen blank it's turned off <laughs> just a blank screen i i, I don't know i'm don't, conceptualizing don't lie no brian you have the matrix it. thing going down the entire i mean that's time. true i am just sitting here staring at the matrix uh code matrix going on my code. screen for sure mm-hmm. well that's awesome and you know what all you beautiful listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. And if you want to get at us, you can follow all three of us at Chuddle the Pod on Instagram and Twitter are the places to do it. Go to that Instagram, follow us, like our stuff, go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and any other place that you listen to your podcast, and you can rate us and do it. Rate us. Give us five do stars. It, it. would be cool. I would appreciate it. I think Sam would appreciate oh, yeah, it. Ross great. would be pretty indifferent to it, but we'll appreciate mm-hmm. it for I mean, him. You know, what you want. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we got a fully loaded episode, a full chuddle for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. A uh, mm. a um, a whole assortment of pleasures. Chuddle stew, chuddle stew, <laughs> if you will. Uh, <laughs> Real crock pot of chuddle. Real crock pot. <laughs> a full load, if I may. So we mm. are going to start it out tonight with our conclusion of Dear David. Sam's going to take us into into something. He's gotten another thing for us. He told us mm. not to look into this one as much, so I stayed away yeah. from the it. The red ghost. The red ghost. Ooh. So so we're going to get in... Uh, involved in all that and then ross finishes all up in the video roundup with his movie of we are still here right i did it right that was it yeah okay cool that's right yeah yeah that was good <laughs> perfect and we're gonna get to all of that right after this break and we're back thank you very much to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement so as we mentioned before the break i will be going up first to conclude our story of dear david so as about this uh as we uh, go into this story i should definitely say uh check out the past two episodes if you haven't already to get caught up if not here's a brief little synopsis of what is going on but uh 
I suggest highly to listen to those episodes. Okay. It's uh, not the last two, though, right? Because the it's not the last two. You're you're correct because we we took a screen break. But uh, the, there, there's a part one and a part two to this part three. Um, yes. Or honestly, just listen to this one. Get really confused and then backtrack. Do whatever you want, but listen to yeah. all of them. Yeah, let's do that. Let's just, yeah. just but just listen to all of them in some order, whatever order you want. However you order, it up. Whatever, however you're listening to it, enjoy it. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. As if, if we remember last time, our uh, our hero of the story, our, our our narrator, our storyteller himself, Adam Ellis, is telling his tale on Twitter of a haunting by a, a child by the name of Dear David, and he had set up, um, you know, cameras and and taken photos and all this stuff, and it kind of ended with last we saw was David actual pictures of David and what looked like his room, you know, hanging out, mm-hmm. coming towards him. And it was pretty creepy bad. little guy, creepy like, little guy with, with his a, hand coming off just the, the couch. worst big old dent in his head and everything. And, uh, yeah. we were going to go into this next episode to take us into the crawl space. So it's time to sit back, close your eyes and open your mind as we dive into the story of dear David. November 17th is where we left off, and Adam tweeted that he is okay, and he thanks everyone for asking, as he's still alive. Then he, um, continues. It's also sort of hard to explain the logistics of what I'm trying to find out, but I'll do my best. Basically, there's a part of my apartment I'm just now learning about. At least, that's what I think. To refresh your memory, I live in a duplex. I used to live on the first floor, and now I live on the second floor. It's a long, boxy building that looks like this. Hmm. The other week, I was tweeting them. So, this is a picture that he posts of what literally looks like, you know, a big, long box. Split in half horizontally. Top one says my new apartment. Bottom says my old apartment. There's a... uh, little arrow pointing to the, the roof and it says roof I don't have access to then there's a smaller block next door which is the business next door, next door. and the roof where he thinks he saw David hanging around outside did he tell kitchen, right? did he tell yes. the business next door that there was a ghost child loitering you know I don't think so and I don't know if you ever mentioned what the business loiters. is next door like yeah, yeah they might just be curious that they got a loiterer hanging out on the yeah. roof I mean, or so. a ghost go- or I not mean, I was going to say, I mean, there's a huge, there's a huge difference between like bunny man and an actual physical ghost. I mean, right. it's still loitering either way. Right. Exactly. I figured a ghost kind of just perceives it into like, you should probably tell the business that it's loitering on top of. Exactly. That That's what's going to be our biggest um, thread through. I think all these stories is we're really concerned about the hunting the, or loitering. Uh, you it, decide. Yeah, exactly. Decide. <laughs> Which that's a. Uh, the bunny man brian did that in a previous episode you can go back in the feed and find that yeah the mm-hmm. bunny man it's as ridiculous Ooh, as it man. sounds about 30 seconds after i'd sent the last tweet i heard a thump directly above my head as if someone above me had dropped something on the floor which is impossible since i'm in the top apartment Adam goes on to say that there's no roof access by any ladders that he knows of on the exterior of the building, so no one's going up that way, and that the only access he knows of to the roof is through a a skylight, he calls it, in the hallway. 
He also notes that there's no trees in the vicinity either, so no one could like climb up and I guess get onto the roof. Uh, he also says, you know, this isn't like pipes making noises either. I know that sound. I know this building. It's an old building, but I've gotten used to its sounds. So I know that this was not a normal sound. So it's more like a dead child scuttle. Right. Or or, okay. uh, or dead child like thumping on the ground. A thumping. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> dead child thump. Like you, oh, you know, 50s. that old timey song. <laughs> yeah. Dead child thump. The dead child thump. The dead child thump. Boomp, 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 dead child thump. Precisely. So that was playing above him, and he's like, well, Who's playing the dead child thump? Like, <laughs> there shouldn't be anyone on the roof. So Adam gets to thinking, and this is where he's like, he's like, maybe there's some sort of crawl space between the top of my apartment and the actual roof where something could be in between, you know, making these types of noises. Okay. So he starts I looking around mm-hmm. his apartment for any sort of hatch leading to anything and doesn't find anything. And that's when he decides to check out the hallway and then it kind of dawned on him again that what he called the skylight is, you know, there's actually a hatch here. He says, there's no real way to ease into this, so I'll just say it. There's a mysterious hatch in my hallway. I've always known about it, but I just assumed it opened directly to the roof. And it's literally, I mean... A wooden hatch in the it's top. It's like off-putting. Like exactly. Like it's, it's just. Oh, you, mean, oh, oh mm-hmm. you mean the one that's covered in black mold and has all the nefarious cracks leading up to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This old big crack in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> he does also say it's really high above the stairs, so I always figured it was impossible to access without some sort of fancy professional ladder. It took a video so you can see how high it is, and it's literally a um video portrait like showing the hatch and then he kind of like looks all the way down the stairwell the bottom of the stairs, and then all the yeah. way back oh. up again to show you like it's not very easy to access no by any means. you'd have to get a huge ass ladder on an actual stairwell exactly it's that. just okay. awkward uh now adam says that he sees this hatch every single morning he leaves for work but he thinks nothing of it and why would he but looking at it now actually studying it Adam notices something. The hatch doesn't lead straight up to the roof. There's about three feet of empty space between the two openings. So that up there is where the skylight would be. Then there's about three feet of space and then the hatch. Ah. So Mm. there's indeed some level of a crawl space. He thinks maybe the hatch leads to a short ladder going to the roof. But even if that's the case, the hatch is level all the ceilings in my apartment that means there's three feet of empty space all over my apartment this is what he theorizes here so back to our crawl space situation so you know something could be rustling around getting all wild up in there amount of space for a a dead child to thump about a lumpy dead kid just hanging out just hanging out perfect little hot dead kid loitering your is it loitering space. or is it a haunting <laughs> i mean Police, at this point i mean if he's in the crawl space, crawl space. <laughs> uh ladies what do you gentlemen mean that, i'm under arrest <laughs> the kid's yeah, dead no, i would say ladies and <laughs> gentlemen that completely means uh, if he's inside that goes from loitering to breaking and entering so he's now a burglar ghost 
A burglar ghost. I mean, I don't know if he broke anything to enter. Oh, it's just entering. He's just a squatter. He probably has his mail delivered oh, there. That's squat ghost. Squattering. So Adam starts to write off everything again as nothing unusual. But then the noises start to happen more. He says that a few days after the first sound he heard, something similar happened while he was in the kitchen. Another thud. Then another night he heard something make a small clink and then roll about six feet before stopping. At this point, he is getting very curious about what is going on above him and he thinks maybe it's a raccoon. Either way, Adam is determined to find out. So (laughs) he buys a long pole off Amazon so he can try and lift the hatch up a little bit to see if the hatch will even lift. And he he posts a picture that, you know, his long pole will be arriving between November 18th and 20th. I like that. Which is a nice little Amazon screenshot Uh of a pole. Yeah, I ordered this pole. It's a long pole. I said, I'm going to do it. November 28th. A lot has happened in the last week, but I was away for Thanksgiving. So I'm just now able to write it all down. A thread. The noises from the ceiling haven't let up, but the pole I ordered didn't arrive before I had to leave for the holiday, so I didn't actually get it until late Friday night. I planned to investigate the next morning and went to bed. I'd barely fallen asleep when I woke up to an incredibly loud crash above me. It sounded like someone had dropped a bowling ball. I bolted upright in bed and immediately felt strange. There was a weird energy all around me. I can't explain it. After about a minute, I heard another crash. I briefly thought about grabbing my shoes and booking it, but that would mean passing under the hatch. That seemed like a bad idea. So instead, I listened and waited, though I'm not sure for what. The crash happened again, and then again, probably 15 times in a row, followed by a long silence. Then I heard a smaller, creaky sound from the hallway. In my mind, I registered it as footsteps, but it really could have been anything. So after all these noises, Adam says that he kind of just like is up for a little bit and then eventually nods off. And the next thing he notices, it's the morning. Adam goes about his morning routine and gets ready to head out to get a bagel, which is part of his Saturday routine, he says. As he is leaving it's his apartment and heading downstairs, something crunches under his shoes. Adam looks at the stairs and notices some sort of debris directly under the hatch, which wasn't, you know, there oh, the day before. As if it had moved oh. and as it, something yeah, fell. Exactly. He looks up and notices the hatch and what appears to be something poking out of it is what he's yeah. able to say. It's a hard picture to really be able to see. If you zoom in on, you might be able to see something poking out yeah. from there. So, well, it would be like if somebody moved it and put it back. Now there's something. There's something there sticking out in our in our gross. You know, uh, this this could be a hellmouth, uh, just kind of not into the ground. It could be into a crawl space. Oh, I don't know if there's any voices or like that's you know, a fun hellmouth sound. I've never seen anybody do a hellmouth that way. A that's hellmouth a from yeah. from above, right? Uh, up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a pump fake hellmouth. Exactly. At this point, Adam makes the decision to forget about the bagels and open the hatch with the newly obtained long pole. This is the video. So in the video, you'll if, if you go and watch it, you'll see that, yeah, he takes his long pole, goes over to the hatch, lifts it up, and, and something essentially falls out of it. 
He says, I jumped out of the way and practically fell down the stairs trying to dodge whatever it was that fell. At first, I thought it was a dead squirrel, which would honestly explain a lot. It hit the steps and bounced down to the first floor. He then explains that he goes back up to grab his phone and put the pull away because it's it's long and unwieldy. So he's like, I just gotta I had to go put the phone away, put the pull away, get my phone. When he finally goes back to investigate the object, he says that it is dingy and faded black. He picks it up and finally realizes what it is. It's a small leather shoe. Oh, it's a kid's shoe. Yeah. It's a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a a historically accurate shoe that a dead child would wear. Perfect. Mm hmm. Oh, is this historically accurate to what dead children wear? (laughs) Yes. Or at least the one he's been seeing. Sorry, let me see. Let me clarify. (laughs) The one who's been actually loitering. Okay, yes. That's that's what it matters. Not all. Sorry, that was a very ignorant, blanketed statement that all dead children have beaten leather shoes on at all. Yeah, I mean, some dead children probably, I mean, do you think you get Sandals. Is it what you died in, I assume? So, I mean, there's probably all sorts of different footwear. Dead child footwear. (laughs) This took a weird turn. So, yes, Adam finds this shoe, and obviously he's pretty freaked out at this point and whatever is going on above him is is really messing with him so he decides to call his landlord and then he's like hey landlord there's like a lot i'm hearing a lot of shit going on above me you know maybe it's a raccoon or something can you come by and check it out and, and get this dealt with and his landlord actually agrees and is like yeah okay i'll be over there in a couple hours so his landlord comes he gets one of those big old professional type ladders and is able to put it up there and start poking his head around, you know, flashlight starts looking around. Nothing happens, of course, at this point, but Adam's still on edge thinking, you know, at any moment he's going to get sucked in there and, you know, he'll freak out and run yeah. away. Uh, but after looking around with his flashlight, the landlord says he doesn't see anything. But then he was like, oh, wait. I watched as he reached up into the emptiness with his free arm, and when he pulled it back, he had something small and round in his hand. He climbed down the ladder and handed it to me. It was so worn that it hadn't registered as a marble at first. Its shape was also sort of weird with a little bump on the end. So yeah, there's this this marble up there, which could would, uh, explain, I guess, the clinking drop noise and thing that rolled about six feet that he heard. Oh, ah, um, sure, yeah. That's what I think it's trying to get at here. Mm-hmm. And um, the note sense. about uh, the 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 weird bump on the end of the marble is the saying he goes into like research about old marbles. If we're talking about history, accuracy marble with the shoe, marble manufacturing at the time of <laughs> mm-hmm. when I guess David supposedly supposedly is from would have been uh, right. would have been simple to the, sim- similar to this indeed. So what did he find? Just like that, I mean, the the, the shoe and the marble, but he hasn't found anything specific about David in history. Mm-hmm. But did he find out just, when the no. type of marble would be manufactured? I think it was like early 1900s or so. Um, okay. So you know, er, early mm-hmm. early in the century, you know, prime time for a child to be, uh, I don't know, have a shelf fall on their head, ghosted, and ghost, and start getting into ghosting. December twelfth. Sorry for the long break. I haven't been feeling great the past couple of weeks and haven't had time to update. Thread. At this point, Adam is not sleeping well at all. He is having very weird dreams, and he says they're all really vague and hard to describe, but they've been keeping him up and 
They're not, I guess, specifically about David, but I'm just thinking they're related to David somehow. He's also yeah. sleepy all day because of this, and he's getting these kind of bouts of dizziness all the time. Then he says that late last week, something started to happen. Two nights in a row, Adam suddenly wakes up and has a very strange feeling, like something had been watching him. He says it feels like a candle had just gone out and he could still smell it. Like the sense of like he just missed something, but knows, you know, it was there. He also mentions that people on Twitter have been messaging him and saying, David, maybe David needs help. And like he um, just, you know, needs to be eased into, you know, the afterlife. He's actually asking for help. It's not evil. But Adam's certain Mm -hmm. this is not the case. Because every time David shows up, he feels a palpable sense of malice. Adam thinks maybe he could use his pet cam to monitor his bedroom, but there's something with the cord not being long enough, so he improvises and gets another app for his phone, which is going to take a photo every 60 seconds. He places this on his bookcase, which is kind of up in the corner, so it gets a full shot of the room, him sleeping and everything, and he goes to sleep. Same as the night before, Adam jolts awake. Eager for answers, Adam grabs his phone, there are about 350 photos or like a, just a lot of them because you know it's taking one every 60 yeah. seconds and most of them pretty much just adam sleeping so you see him laying right down here and this is adam's room nothing too exciting going on it's you know did you um did you pull this from his only fans uh yes yes okay then suddenly he was there standing on the chair at the foot of the bed, oh. staring at me. Yep, uh, <sighs> Sam definitely saw this one, but there is a child, a, a small-looking <sighs> figure, dent in his head, just kind of like head-cocked, staring at, at our peaceful Adam sleeping. In the next photo, he seems to be just staring up at the ceiling. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's And remember, this is like every 60 seconds, so every minute, these are kind of the, the series of frames yeah. that are happening, so... He's staring there, and then the next photo shows David slumped over the chair, and apparently he kind of stayed in this position uh, for the next dozen or so photos. You can kind of see him like what? slumped forward, head like pushed down, arms like <laughs> hanging over it, just drooped over. And just he just sits down. there. Adam goes, "It's like down. I thought he was dead, but that doesn't make sense." <laughs> but like he's just like, like ten yeah. minutes, yeah, he's just like just like hanging out, and then he's gone. The next photos are nothing. Adam keeps swiping through, swiping through, swiping through nothing. So he goes about these about 15 photos. And then as soon as he gets to about, I guess, I don't know, the 16th or so, David was back, standing next to Adam's bed, staring at him. Right there. Just imagine a child standing at the side of your bed just staring at you uh, Adam's bed's probably only uh, like two feet off the ground or so so he's got a nice view of him right there oh god Adam goes on to say that's when my heart started to race I didn't want to look at the rest of the photos but I knew I had to I swiped to the next photo and my heart sank into my stomach it's <laughs> now David is standing on top of the bed looking directly down at Adam and you can really see the dent in David's head in this one and it is just like super eerie I mean the photos themselves I mean there is a light on in the photo which uh, Adam goes says you know I left it on so 
you could see stuff in the photo, but it just adds this eeriness to it. The thing I will note out, and we'll come back to it in a second, is that, I mean, it's it's all very convincing looking stuff. And David's shadows appear within the photos as well. So like you can see a clear sense yeah. of movement and his shadows playing off the walls, which I think is fun. Adam says, he was on the bed, inches from me, staring down at me, sleeping. The next one was worse. In the next photo, he's staring right at the camera. Oh. So. Yeah. Hey. Oh, dude, whole, like a whole bag of nope. Yep, just like, Ooh. oh, hey, I see you. I know oh, what's hey. going on. After yeah, that, creepy little guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is a freaky little guy indeed. <laughs> little freaky little dude. Hey there, I heard, I heard you're taking photographs and I love you here. Hey, hey, I just thought I'd pop in. After that, <laughs> there's seemingly nothing. He disappears again, and the rest of the scroll is just me alone in my room again. That is, until the last photo. Of course. Here's the final photo on the scroll. Oh, it's stop it. a very huh. close-up <laughs> photo of probably the top, you know, third of David's head bad. with a deformed little ear. Adam describes it as, I am at a loss hair. for words. That malformed ear. That stringy hair. I didn't even know what to think. I looked all over my room but couldn't find anything. And honestly, I've been so exhausted, I didn't know how to process it. Even now, all I want to do is just go to sleep. So that was his update from, you know, that day. All this is going on has certainly escalated quite a bit at this point. And Mm -hmm. so he moves, right? Like that. No, no, like, (laughs) well, December 20th, a quick update from Adam saying he is going to visit his family back home in Montana for the holidays. And he thanks everyone for their kind words. And that's all we kind of got from the 20th. His next update doesn't come until January 2nd. So I've been away from the city for a couple weeks. Thread. Adam talks about how he goes home to Montana for the holidays and how almost immediately he starts to feel better. He is able to sleep. He is less tired and foggy. And he starts thinking maybe he'll start looking for a new place back in new york because you know he's like hey i got away and things are better no kidding (laughs) since he's able to actually yeah get away and rest maybe that will help when he gets back he's thinking but it doesn't stay this way for long after a couple nights adam starts to feel strange again and one night adam gets up to go to the bathroom and he feels like something is watching from the outside there's, like, I guess, a, a window in his bathroom that he says he just feels like someone's out there staring in. Adam looks out but sees nothing in the darkness. The next morning, he notices some animal tracks outside the window, and he posted this photo just being like, there are some tracks. That's probably what it was staring at me from the window. I don't really see what the tracks are, but that's what he posts. Mm-hmm. The next night comes along, and the same thing happens. Adam gets up to use the bathroom and has that weird feeling of being watched. This time he just kind of stares out the window for a little bit, hoping his eyes will adjust to the pitch black and finally be able to see something. And just as he is about to turn away, he notices something lurch off to the right and disappear from view. The next morning, Adam gets up, takes a shower, and that's when he notices some more tracks in the snow. 
So I guess this is kind of like, uh, he says they go around like the garage, which I guess he has a view of from the bathroom mm-hmm. and just notices all these these tracks. Oh. So, boy, this, mm-hmm. is, this is not a Bigfoot. This is not a Bigfoot. Um, I couldn't, what, uh, he says, I couldn't tell what they were from the bathroom. So I got dressed, put on my coat and went outside. There you go. When I got up close, my heart practically stopped. They weren't tracks. They were footprints. Really mm-hmm. small footprints. He follows them, but they eventually disappear into a ditch behind the house. And all, Adam also thinks, what the hell am I going to do? Like, call the cops and be like, um, there are some tiny <laughs> footprints outside. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, there's, there's not much. So, no. David's got to be pissed. Do you know how long it must have taken him to right? ghost walk Walking? all the way there? I, I mean, well, can he ghost walk? a few days of... Yeah, how long does it take to ghost walk? Does a ghost walk? I guess they don't need brakes, probably, right? They just keep going. When you have a vendetta, you just keep going, especially if you're a Mm -hmm. ghost, right? So he, as I said, he follows them, they disappear. He's like, what the hell am I going to do? And at this point, he's feeling kind of helpless because he's like, well, shit, I guess David can follow me. And what's mm-hmm. the point? Like, okay, I could move, but that wouldn't do anything. David would just find him. Adam felt helpless at this point. Yeah. So Adam flies back to New York before the New Year or right on New Year's, and he's back in his apartment. And he says he can still feel David watch him every night. He's using the photo app, but it doesn't seem to be working anymore. And then he goes on to say, Last night was particularly bad. I felt sick and had nightmares all night. I dreamed that David was hovering in the corner by the ceiling, far off the ground. He was mouthing something, but I couldn't hear any words. Then he was hovering above my bed, staring down at me, his mouth moving faster than it should be. I couldn't move, I could only look up at him. Suddenly, he plummeted downward and I felt this huge pressure crash into my chest. I woke up gasping, the wind completely knocked out of me. I sat up and looked around frantically, heaving for air, but there was nothing. When I caught my breath, I retrieved my phone from the dresser. The photo roll showed nothing of note, save for the last photo, taken just a moment before. So this photo looks (laughs) as if there is a child just kind of like falling direct like like pouncing onto to david if you could or onto adam I, that would be the kid's head his arm going downwards okay. that's his body going like yeah that. i see it it's like trying to jump right on him like as he said he you know <laughs> felt that that crash into his chest adam uh-huh. says i don't know what to do i'm at a loss here i just don't know so yeah i mean that's 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 fun that's, uh... <laughs> Not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 would you do at this point? What would yeah, no, that that that's There's the big question. You can't, like be, the sense of helplessness would be very real. Yeah. yeah, and he's tried, you know, saging and having things come in, and it just seems to anger David even more. He goes away, David follows him. It's just yeah. What do you do in right. that sense? It's like you tweet it's about like it. the house it's like the house isn't haunted, he's haunted. So exactly. like he, Probably because he asked that third question. Exactly. And now this thing's like latched onto him. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. January Mm -mm. 16th. Sorry for the long delay. Honestly, I wasn't sure I was going to tweet again. Thread. 
Adam says that everything has pretty much stopped at this point. He's starting to sleep again, not having any weird dreams or anything either. He's resting and actually feeling pretty good. But <laughs> there are some weird, other weird things happening. He says that he seems to be losing time. He'll be oh. hanging out. He'll look at the <laughs> clock and realize that a whole hour has gone by and he doesn't remember any of it. And he uh, also mentions that he's often mishearing people uh, or he thinks they're saying something to him. He's like, what'd you say? And they're like, nothing. I didn't say a word. Despite all that, though, other weird shit stops. So he's like, that's fine. I'm ready to keep moving forward because I'm actually sleeping and resting. I can deal with, you know, a little sense of going crazy. Put it all behind <laughs> Then on Sunday night, Adam opens his Twitter to find that he had like a shit ton of notifications from people. More than usual, he says. So he swiped up to look at his mentions and saw that everyone was tweeting to him about a weird post on his Instagram story. Basically what happened is on Saturday, Adam went to brunch with a friend and was posting photos to his story of the food and like taking selfies together and, you know, having a good time. It was like two photos of that. And he posts yeah. a third one, uh, like it was supposed to be another selfie again, uh, with another selfie with himself and his friend before they were leaving. The next day is when he got all the messages about the third photo. This is what was uploaded. So it looks like a very Ew. glitched out photo. Um, you know, it says Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, your story seen by like some ridiculous amount, 167,000 people. <laughs> we're, we're, we're at what like 14 people see our story <laughs> yeah, yeah like 15 right 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 dude we'll get what's there. up with the eyeball exactly what's up with the eye? he goes he says i have no clue what happened it looked perfectly fine on my phone when i uploaded it i'd say it was just a glitch but i can't make sense of what's happening with my face yeah his oh, eye gosh. looks like all bulged out and like descended oh. in like the socket and yeah there's he, is he David now? Is now. he turning into David? Oh, my <laughs> God. Is he a, oh, my God. Is he aware, David? He's aware, David. He says... Where David? After, you know, <laughs> not being able to make out there, what's happening David. with his face. There, David. Where, David? There, David. There, David. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can. I know what it looks like. What it probably is. But I don't know if I care anymore. I really just want things to be normal again. And things feel normal enough right now. I don't know. I guess I'll keep you updated if something else happens. January 28th. Adam posts this. Video. So that's all. So if you watch the video, okay. you'll see it's literally just a shot of what looks like the, the camera or the phone like on the floor looking towards at the door or something and his cat just sitting there meowing and then kind of looks towards the camera and just hunches its back a little meows a little more nothing like too crazy it's just like this short video and that's all he posts february 3rd he posts everything is fine and that's all and there's a weird double space between is and fine everything's in lowercase it's it's just not normal his for what he's voice. normally posting Oh, February 14th. Please, don't worry about me. I'm okay. And everything will be like it was before. Smiley face. He then posts a second cat video. And there it is. And if you watch that video as well, it's again just like this really weird shot of the cat meowing at the door. There's 
like little glitches that that happen in the video but really kind of insignificant as well and we don't until... get our next we don't get our next post until um march 12th really and this this is uh for everyone asking if i'm alive i'm doing okay it's been pretty quiet around here lately and i've been trying to focus on work of course i'll keep you updated if anything strange happens but for now i'm staying busy with drawing and other projects and unfortunately that's pretty much it it ends at that point adam's twitter just kind of turns back to normal and he starts posting pictures of the comics that he draws and photos and other messages not mm -hmm. connected to the story it's not until june 6th we get our kind of our final update about dear david and that is that it's being developed into a movie so <laughs> yeah it, it, it got yeah it, it started to be developed and it, it was later actually or the earlier was very last well year that yeah. it um got finally put into development of some sort recently interesting so there was a website or that called the rap that uh asked him kind of the most important question and the one that everyone would really want to know is was it all real did you believe in any part of it and like, or was it a story in your head or whatever it is? And Adam says, I get asked this question multiple times a day and I've sort of stopped answering either way. I think when people ask about it on Twitter, they've already made their mind up one way or the other. I've never been interested in convincing anyone that ghosts are real. I just wanted to tell my story. If it was all fiction, I probably would have updated more than once every couple of weeks. And that's, that's his, like, the most recent response I have of him kind of to that question there. So is it real? Is it fake? I mean, it's a very well-crafted story with a lot of evidence to it, which would automatically lead you into, well, with something with that much evidence, it's probably crafted and a, a story. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I believe it to be a story for sure. Just, you know, made up with, mm -hmm. again, how much evidence is promoted in it. It's it's a little totally. too much to be real for me. There's just too much of David, in my opinion. Yeah, I think um, when it starts bleeding into uh, fiction for me is the uh, is the photos, because like if you actually got a photo right of something like this going on, that would be like insanity. Like that would be like, that would be earth shattering for so many people. You know what I mean? Like any act be able to authenticate it. I guess actually that's the probably point. You may not be able to authenticate a photo like that. I don't know. I don't know if it's gone through any sort of process to be like, well, well we've determined this like can't be real that he made or something. Or a Photoshop or whatever it is. But I mean, yeah. like in some of the photos, certainly I think, you know, that's obviously looks like a doll or something there. I mean, it's yeah. creepy as hell and it's like a really good job. Yeah. Like, as I said, if you go back to those, those last well couple done. photos yeah. of him, like in the bedroom and you kind of just like oh, it's nuts. tick through them, you see there's, you know, shadows on the wall. So yeah, there's definitely something there. Like something you said, there. a doll would probably make sense too. Because yeah. it's a blurry photo. I mean, obviously, it has to be a blurry photo. Right? Real or unreal? Right, low uh, lighting. Uh-huh. And then you just watch them, like, creep over. And then, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it, it's it's nuts. interesting. And I thought it was an absolutely fascinating story that I wish I could have experienced in real time as well. I think we've mentioned that throughout. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. This a way. lot of fun. Yeah, that was it. really cool. Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, liked yeah, it a lot. But regardless of whether it was fact or fiction, uh, mm -hmm. it's so well put together. And right. so well documented and just such a really right. Does it really matter? 
Yeah, and this is, I guess, a horrible good. reporting at this point, but I don't know if this is something that I saw or something I'm completely making up about the movie, that it is supposed to be some sort of based on true events type of thing. So selling it sure. as, you know, a true oh, story yeah. that happened. For yeah, sure. yeah, I mean, the to. true event is that he posted them. So it's not technically, that's not technically. Not right. Lying, and yeah. it seems like, you know, he's holding the fact that yeah, it could be real. I'm not here to convince you. Otherwise, hey, I'm from Brooklyn. Hey, right. it could happen. <laughs> um so so there you have it everyone uh what did you think of the story of dear david have you heard this before did you find it to be interesting i definitely at this point will have posted like a link to reading the full story if you want to sit down and have a a spooky little time reading everything and seeing even more photos and listening to uh, to all the evidence and, and judging it for yourself see what you really think about it i'd love to hear everyone's response to it so there you have oh, it yeah. We're going to go ahead and take a break and come back with Sam's segment on The Red Ghost. The Red Ghost. The Red Ghost. The Red Ghost. The Communist Ghost after this break. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement. And as we said before that break, we're going to jump on over to Sam with his little bit of gnarliness. Sam's Mm -hmm. bits. Sam's gnarly bits. Let's go to Sam's Sam's gnarly bits. Sam's gnarly bits. (laughs) Hey. Here's my gnarly bitch. Whoa, man. The red ghost was gnarly. The year was 1883. The place? The Arizona Territory. Two families lived on a ranch near Eagle Creek. Mm. Geronimo, the, uh, the Apache fellow that you've heard about, he and his crew had just raided the area, and so the men in the family left the adobes to go check on their livestock. Okay. While the men were out, the wives were left to tend to the ranch and the kids, and there was still an unease left in the air from the recent raids. One woman went to the creek to gather water, and right after she left, their dogs started barking, sounding the alarm. A blood-curdling scream joined the dog barks. The woman in the house looked outside to see a giant, terrifying red beast with a demon on its back attacking her friend. Oh, shit. Yeah. She locked the children inside, and they remained inside until the men returned. When they arrived, they found the woman at the creek. Dead. Nearly flattened trampled to death by something quite large oh my oh Mm. oh my they did not recognize the tracks left by the animal but could tell it was very big very big yeah Yeah, big um, enough to flatten someone did the where was where's the dog did they make it into Uh, a drum dog's fine I we don't I don't know where he lived he lived to become a drum another day yeah okay thank you yeah Yeah, I was wondering what the drum status I would definitely mention the dog okay Dying had that happened. If you if if you want to hear more about dogs and and being turned into drums, listen to our episode on the Donner Party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh. So uh, they could tell it was very big, at least twice the size of a horse was what they estimated. Of course. They of also course. found red hairs around the of area course, of, of the attack. Okay. This is where the legend of the Red Ghost began. <laughs> a few days later, at a camp upriver, two prospectors 
were sleeping in their tent when a shriek and stomping of hooves awoke them. The tent came crashing down around them, but they fought their way out just in time to see a creature much taller than a horse take off into the brush. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Alright. Wait, so... Are we talking, like, creature. bigger than a horse is in, like, a double horse? Like, a, or, like, like two horses? Or, yeah. like, two horses? Like, a horse or, or, or a horse? Or, or, or are we it, talking, like, three horse big? Three, yeah, exactly. Because, like, it could it be mistaken, like, like a Like a horse and a mule, or... Yeah. Like, could it be a like horse a, a horse pony? on top of another horse? Like, and they just got I don't confused. Know. They, well, see, yeah. the stories <laughs> uh, we'll soon see, they tend to get, you know, all as legends do, go yeah. all over the place. Okay, okay. But right. these are still the first two. So they went to town, told their story. Some men from town came out to investigate, and they found cloven hoof prints and strands of red hair in the bushes. Oh. So the re- men returned to town and were like, yep. They were telling the truth, and tells, tales of the Red Ghost began to spread quickly, told by campfires throughout the Southwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soon, there were many tales. Uh, they became kind of tall tales, like I was just saying. One story where men were attacked while sleeping, camped alongside the road. The Teamsters were woken by a high-pitched scream. As they came out, they saw a 30-foot-tall beast with giant wings that blocked out the sky land in their camp. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's like a hell beast. I was imagining... Okay, so do we have a a clear sense of what this thing's supposed to look like yet? No, and this is the first time we've heard... It being 30 feet tall and have wings? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was it red? (laughs) Did they even say it was red? It's no, like, they've just found the red hairs, and in that okay. first one, the woman said that a demon rode on its back. I think. Oh yeah, yeah that, like it was like a. It, okay. Yeah, if, it's weird because when you say I'm going to tell you a story about a red ghost, I'm picturing like a person covered in blood running around <laughs> and not a thirty foot woolly mammoth. I was so picturing yeah death. something very like Scooby Doo of like a man like. Yeah. In a ghost costume, <laughs> and it's red. <laughs> well, this is the first time and uh, it's, wings have been attributed to this right, right. In 30 feet. big creature. So, um, but they, they did have two freight wagons were knocked over and smashed to pieces. The men ran and hid in bushes while it destroyed pretty much everything in their camp. And when the creature left, they found cloven hood prints and strands of red hair. So that it something did come and destroy everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and another story, uh, one cowboy found the ghost peacefully grazing. He tried to lasso the beast, but the red ghost charged him, knocking him off his horse and knocking his horse to the ground. Okay. Uh, but okay. somehow we still don't get like much of a description yeah. there. Okay. Another man claimed to chase it for miles before it completely vanished into thin air. Oh, and yet another so- claimed he saw the red ghost chase down, kill, and eat a grizzly bear. Oh, wow. hey, back to the grizzly hey. bear. Finally, someone mm-hmm. got vengeance on a grizzly bear. Yeah, red ghost. And it was the red one. ghost. And it was the red ghost. I like the idea of someone, like the red ghost, allowing itself to be chased for miles and then be like, all right, I'm done with this. Disappear. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> just dematerialize. <laughs> like, all right, this is fun. I got somewhere to be. Now you're lost. <laughs> now you're lost. <laughs> yeah. Bye. You have to ride back to town. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in town. 
I'm out of town. I'm out of town. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> That's a fun ghost. Um, every version of the story, uh, there was either a demon, a devil, or a human skeleton riding the ghost back. The red ghost. Oh, she's got back. a rider. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. So changes it. one day, while five prospects were prospecting i don't know (laughs) (laughs) looking at shit thinking of what it could become pontificating oh man hope this works out (laughs) Uh, while they were yeah prospecting they saw the red ghost they slowly approached the animal and when they reached what they thought was shooting distance they Opened up, fired yeah, away, lit, lit it up. Fa, 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 American fa, fa, way. <laughs> um, but if they hit the red ghost, they would have must have only grazed it because the ghost took off in a hurry. As it ran away, something fell off its back. Ooh. When the men approached the object, they found a human skull with a few pieces of skin and hair still attached. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Interesting. So, <laughs> just got caught in his mane and just flinged it off. Yeah. Well, where, where, maybe we don't really know. I guess uh, the red ghost made its final appearance one cold winter morning in February 1893. A man named Mizzou Hastings woke up on his ranch high above the San Francisco River. High as a kite. <laughs> high, stone to the bone. Sorry. High as hell, this Mizzou guy. Um, He looked outside his window and saw the red ghost grazing in his garden. Hmm. Mizzou grabbed his rifle, took aim at his window. The red ghost was dead. When Mizzou approached the dead ghost... The many, the red ghost, the dead ghost. <laughs> dead ghost. <laughs> I like the, the ghost. He died. The red dead ghost. The red dead. The red dead ghost. The red dead red ghost. Does he get a redemption? Mm, alas, we'll find out in part two. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, funny enough, it's been a hundred years that night. Tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> that night is tonight. Uh, when Mizzou approached the red ghost. The, me- the dead red ghost the many scars running along the beast's back were apparent its back was also humped and soon Mizzou found himself standing over a dead camel what uh, <laughs> 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 he just shot a camel <laughs> yeah he shot just a, a camel. rogue camel traveling around just killing people yeah, exactly. There were knotted leather straps tied around its body from where a man was once tied. <laughs> oh, okay. This so it was this a camel was... this whole time. Oh my god. So this so this camel had a guy who died on his back. Tied to and his is just back. Tied to his back. Which is roaming the countryside. Being like, just... ah, get this fucking guy off me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's wild. That's the uh, the Wow, I'm flabbergasted yeah. by it. That's that's fantastic. That's amazing. <laughs> I like how one group of people thought the thing was like 30 feet tall 30 and had wings. Tall. 
They're like uh, chased down a grizzly like, bear. Did you just and see that camel? Like, like they knew a camel just came through and destroyed all their shit. They're like, we can't tell anyone it was a fucking camel. It's a camel. That thing was like thirty this. feet tall. It had wings. <laughs> so there was one town where people did see it was a camel and it was known, but I oh, cut okay. it for the sake of the story. Um, it it wasn't known by everyone. It was you know still right. was this myth, but it was no fun to include that because then there's no fun reveal. So but, when, was, okay, when was the first sighting versus when it got shot? This was years. Okay, this was like this <gasps> corpse was on this camel for years. Oh, just when it got tra- shot. Oh, sorry. I thought like shot and killed. It was. Uh, close to ten years, I think. But when it got shot in the head, fell off. I don't remember. Unfortunately, still, yeah. I'm not sure I got that. But still, I mean, that's a long ass time to have a corpse on you, just running around the Arizona oh, yeah. countryside. Well, the corpse was still on it, right? Because only the head got shot off. Well, maybe, yeah. You know, like, that didn't come still, up. I, I couldn't mean, find a lot. I guess at on some this. point, the bones would probably start falling off, just no matter what. Off. Yeah. Like there might be like a like sure. a, a femur. Like stuck in a strap yeah, somewhere, like it's in like but... a strap or yeah, yeah. foot in a boot, <laughs> a strap or like a That's boot. Fucking yeah, nuts. That's nuts. So, it was just a camel <laughs> from the Mojave County Miner, which is a newspaper, not a person. It wasn't a, a Mojave County Miner. It was the, the Mojave County Miner. Um, the only question is whether the man was tied on for revenge or merely as an ugly piece of humor by someone who had a camel and a corpse for which he had no use. Wow, so the guy was like tied on and dead, do you think? Well, or he was tied on alive and maybe he died on there. And was it like tied on tied so he couldn't get off or something? Yeah, wow. maybe. Or maybe he tied himself on because he was like <laughs> I don't want to fall dying off. Dying and didn't want to <laughs> fall off. Yeah, like yeah. he was to very bad at riding camels. But from the way the leather knots and all that, it sounds like for sure somebody hide this guy on right right it's like um that scene in um mad max beyond thunderdome break a deal spin the wheel and he has to get thrown on that horse that's just because he's tied to a horse and he's just led in the middle of the oh fucking yeah desert exactly just mm-hmm. to die that's insane oh god so uh, you might be wondering i am why was there a yeah. camel in arizona <laughs> <laughs> hey sam why was there a camel in arizona I mean, I was going to ask the question, but I thought it was a dumb question to ask. Like, you're going to be like, because there's just camels there. <laughs> no, we don't have, ca- there's no camels in the American okay. deserts. Okay. I don't know. So, it could be like, you know, like the lizard problem in South Florida. Well, there actually yes. was for a time, as we now know, um, because of the U.S. Army Camel Corps. <laughs> ah, the Camel oh. Corps. Blame yeah. On the U.S. Army. They still it existed. No, it existed in the mid-19th century, and it didn't go very well. What? Uh, there's actually a whole lot. There's a lot more on the Civil War Camel Corps than there is on the <laughs> story of the Red Ghost, let me tell you. That there is on the Civil War itself. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> when the Civil War broke out, uh, uh, the place where they were holding all the camels was taken by the Confederacy, and they released them into the wild. Though many ended up being captured and then sold, the Camel Corps broke up. Some would roam the Southwest as free camels until the day they died. And one would terrorize a region and become a legend. That is the story of the Red Ghost. 
that's that's fantastic amazing. that was fantastic thank you i i am glad i didn't look that up beforehand no mm-hmm. that was fine uh, i do have a quick postscript little thing just some things never change so with the camels uh be they had to import them from africa i think or middle east somewhere over there and the mule lobby big mule was lobbying congress not to bring these over because they didn't want to lose big mule at it again yeah so (laughs) again just some things never change i didn't know that what i guess before cars there was Mm -hmm. a big mule I mean, mule big mule is probably still a thing. We we're not we're not coming for you, big mule. Don't come after us, please. <laughs> uh, that's the last list we need to be on at this point. So, thank you very much, uh, Sam. That was awesome to hear. I'm sure our listeners love to hear it as well. Let us know what you God, think so of it, and, and tell us have you heard of the Red Ghost before? And now we're gonna go ahead and take one more break before we come back into Ross's video roundup, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement. And here we are in our final segment to bring it all home with a little bit of knowledge and wisdom and entertainment and spookiness and scariness and ghoulishness from a video Mm. movie that we watched that Ross told us to look at. So (laughs) yeah, we'll head on over to Ross and his video roundup. Well, hey there, buckaroos. Welcome for another video roundup with your pal, Ross. Spoilers ahead. From the fiery furnace of film comes, let's see what I did there, 2015's We Are Still Here. Man, I got so jazzed with the David story that I thought this would be such a fun conclusion to our ghost segment of yours brian um this movie is bonkers but in (laughs) all (laughs) the right ways i feel that i think when you get into this movie you're expecting one thing because of the tone and then shit gets fucking crazy uh and and just mm, just so so good gentlemen yes 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 i agree it was definitely a fun one to watch yeah i liked it a lot So the quick synopsis, a lonely, dreary house looking for a family finds one in two grieving parents. But unbeknownst to them, every 30 years, something awakens. Something. And it demands a sacrifice. That's pretty good. That literally took me three days to write. Um... You know, so you I don't hope. have to write the synopsis. <laughs> that was oh, great. Yeah. But it's true. You can just, I'm just read what that. it says on IMDb or something. No, that's, that's, that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that the last sentence and demands a sacrifice is exactly what I took for IMDb. Um, this, <laughs> <laughs> this, ladies and gentlemen, is a haunted house, uh, hell mouth, uh, just mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, there's a hell it's this is a love letter to classic European horror cinema. In the literally just from how it's shot, how it's set up, the mood, the tone, the characters' names, certain sequences. This is a love note to all of these just amazing uh, uh, 
Fulci and Giallos. And uh, if you like Italian horror cinema, you're going to just cream your shorts when you watch We Ooh. Are Still Here. Oh. Um but if you don't know anything about any of that subgenre of horror, this is still a fantastic, amazing ghost story uh, because it takes a lot of typical tropes and kind of flips it on its head um, in really fun ways, in really, really interesting ways. Um, so we are set in the 1970s. And they never really give like a specific time, mm-hmm. but it's kind of just implied that this is like roughly like yeah. 1979. Um, and we are introduced to grieving parents, Paul and Anne Sacchetti, uh, who have purchased an isolated farmhouse in the middle of nowhere following the death of their son. Bobby. Bobby. Poor, poor Bobby. Quite we hear often. a lot. Yeah, we get a lot of nods of Bobby. Bobby's brought Bobby. up quite Bobby. often. I feel Bobby here. Bobby. They can't get over Bobby. this kid. They can't Bobby. get over yeah, this kid. <laughs> and, uh, this, I mean, if there was a drinking game or a smoking game, it would probably be how many times Bobby has said in this film. Um, it's it's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. They miss him quite, quite a lot. Um so I mean, <laughs> even the beginning like sequences of this movie, you're getting um this real overly tone of isolation and bleakness um this was filmed Mm -hmm. in uh the uh dead of winter in upstate new york and um it shows it is bitter it is just really just like blanketed white snow everywhere just just, this this tone of just if grief um uh was a place (laughs) this is would be the atmosphere and setting for this movie and it plays so well and they have the tons of these really beautiful panning shots again a lot of the um homages to the early 70s uh a slow burn the uh, the best way to describe probably two-thirds of this movie is a slow burn that kind of escalates so we kind of uh it's interesting about that slow burn sorry to interrupt but i i agree that it is a slow burn it, but it, and then it, it's not interestingly enough it's still it, but even when it is it's still like a fast paced slow burn yes like it's all yes kind of quiet and there might not be much dialogue but there's stuff to like take in and observe it's Absolutely. not just like showing their life and showing you living with it there's like there's a tonal pace to, to it attention. that works out really well yeah. I, it's kind of like a um uh a lot of the Italian movies can be described as like snowball films as in like they start off really slow and there's a lot of these smaller things happening and then it just escalates and escalates and escalates and escalates till the, the crescendo of the final film. And it's just this like ginormous wall of, you know, information and just the mm-hmm. violence and all that kind of fun stuff. So like a gumball. Exactly. Like a jawbreaker or a snowball. <laughs> So uh, Paul and Anne kind of, uh, oh, before I kind of get into uh, the names, we've got uh, Andrew um, Sestiany. I'm going to say Sestiany in this. Uh, And Barbara Crampton, who um, we know, well, if you have watched any of like Reanimator or The Beyond, um, she's a very well-known horror actress. Um, And fucking kills it in this movie as the grieving mother so fucking well played so they're kind of dealing with grief very differently because you can see Anne is kind of like trying to put around the house and try to move things around uh and uh, paul is kind of just doing manual labor chopping wood and kind of going to the local bar they're also both 
drinking profusely throughout this entire movie. Um, <laughs> and it drinking kind of like comes up a lot. <laughs> drinking comes up a lot. And there's actually a really good Easter egg with that. Um, so like the feeling of loss is just so heavy in the beginning of this movie. And as we kind of see, uh, they're kind of watching TV and we kind of pan over to a photo of their son that Anne had put up and we watch it fall forward violently. And that is the title of the movie. There is a lot of slow creepiness that happens with we movement of objects. Here. I, I had to know that actually the... made me giggle when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was really into it. And then it was such a big like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I giggled. Came out of nowhere. I did have a note that said, I love titles that are statements. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, like I think I know what I'm getting into with this. And too. thank you for letting yeah, me sure. know you're still here. <laughs> it's incredibly straightforward. And you're just like, Multiple all right, people. cool. I bought the ticket. I'm going to take the ride. Let's see where this goes. Right, right, right. There's got to be more than one ghost. I, I know the title of the movie. We. There's it's we. A so, so that means multiple. multiple. So there's going to be more than one ghost. So Anne starts heading. Uh, uh, kind of like moving stuff around uh, and she's kind of getting some like a memento set up but she starts hearing banging in the house and starts to kind of investigate which is kind of an ongoing theme in this film uh, which leads her back and forth to the basement and oh man this fucking basement is like a chimera of like um, uh, like like a H.H. Holmes murder place uh, evil dead uh, it's just it has this like crazy I mean just imagine creepy basement Blair Witch. that's what it yeah. looks like yeah. I mean it yeah. is have you ever definition. seen a creepy basement it's one of those <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> even if you haven't just imagine what you think a creepy basement would be that's exactly what it looks it's like. like extra dank and old it could, the house is old so it's so dank. it's all brick it's like it's like super dank neon lights everywhere like recliners it is dank zebra pool table mm-hmm. yeah it's, oh my god there's just rhinestones everywhere uh <laughs> this is a uh dirt basement that has uh just like you can see the kind of the wood flooring right above them uh there is a huge fucking hole adjacent to the furnace uh that is just this gigaping weird black just void of something into the foundation Mm -hmm. uh and then we also get kind of get the furnace which the furnace is kind of like this really weird sub character in that uh like home alone like home alone um amazingly (laughs) Actually, yes. Actually, yeah. Kind of like that. This, okay, this completely blew my mind. I actually had to get, like, multiple sources to get into this. Um, That entire furnace was made of cardboard and fucking spray paint. That is a completely fake setup. And uh, to note, in the commentary of this movie on Blu-ray, they talk about how a local news station was interviewing them while they were making the movie Mm -hmm. in the basement and commented how intact and amazing the furnace was. They were literally standing there and they thought it was a real one. So, like, to whoever the prop designer is fucking outstanding. I'm telling you, it's a great looking furnace. (laughs) This is is a great looking cardboard furnace. I think at this point is when I wrote in my notes as well. This is one of them bone chillers. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. So it's like, oh god, you're already like, expecting. Oh, like, this oh, is okay. a good movie. This is one yeah. of the spooky ones, and then I have a. Yeah, this yeah. is gonna this is gonna start like getting on your skin a little bit. Uh, so she finds uh, her son's baseball glove, uh, just laying in there mm-hmm. where it shouldn't be, and in- so I. I actually have a fun thing about me being confused. You know how sometimes we're. We don't get quite what's happening in the movie. Work, yeah. you mean so me. I, I, well, here's one. I 
somehow and i was watching this alone at like no reason not to um the i thought that they were going to their dead son's house to clean it out oh so okay so you got really you're like oh that's his stuff like why is that creepy yeah it wasn't until a little bit later when i realized that they had bought this home and were moving out there to, to move away from the city. Get, and, yeah. That yeah. I was like, Oh, so that glove being over down there in the basement would be really weird. Which, which right. It's very yeah. off putting. It's um, not like you're just, Oh, weird. His gloves down here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like Oh, I great. Thought. No, this it absolutely 100% should not be there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and we saw the ball at the bottom of the box. We, exactly. So the balls, then, yeah. the ball she kind of unpacked, and then in an amazing homage to the '70s movie, The Changeling, which has a very similar scene. Ooh, we're you familiar see... with changelings on this oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But a different changeling. It's actually a different ghost story, which oh, I will well, definitely, co- well, I will well, definitely well, cover well. later because it's a like oh gold star stuff. Um, have this base uh, baseball start coming down the stairs right at her feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of when we start getting the um, the idea that they're not alone in the house. No, I mean, you couldn't tell by there. like the cue, Multiple. like the title, that the song is still there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she started to, uh, yeah, it's starting to feel like there's probably something off with this house. One of the kind of the best um, lines uh, that I thought kind of encompassed Anne, uh, Anne's character is uh, moving away from the city isn't the same as moving away from the memories. And I think this was supposed to be like a clean break and start from the death of their son, and she's still just just drenched in grief. Um, so I think, I think this that is might like, have been a time where I was starting to get clued in to... Uh, to the fact that maybe they, yeah, they're trying to move away from the situation. Yeah, yeah. and like this and uh, Paul place. plays like... He plays a really... I mean, honestly, man, I really like... Uh, Andrew's portrayal of Paul in this movie because he's very believable. He had these like kind of, I don't know the best way to put it. He has dad eyes where he's like mm-hmm. understanding and has that kind of like sorrowful. He plays his character incredibly well. Felt very gotcha. real. Yeah. Super Like real. someone you would know. Exactly. A lot of these characters are very believable characters, which I thought played super cool into the film. Uh, Paul's got his own concerns because uh, in the basement uh, right now, he is smelling fucking smoke throughout the entire house in spurts. Uh, and also the basement is increasing in heat exponentially oh, yeah. and he cannot yeah. explain it. That's um, hot down there. It's getting fucking, it's getting super hot. So after That's investigating the broken photo frame from the opening sequence, uh, we're introduced to... Oh my god! Uh, if fucking Skeletor didn't die and was just a huge piece of shit, dude, we get introduced to Dave McCabe, the town. He's not the mayor; he's the next door neighbor. Oh yeah, oh, this man. guy, this yeah, dude, yeah. and his wife Cat, who lives down the road. Um, Oof. man, I feel really bad for Cat. I felt Cat. No I kidding. feel bad for Cat for on Jump Street. Not only the fact that, like, obviously she gets ice later in the movie, but like this is. Um, yeah, yeah right you, off you're like something's not right, right here. This is right. yeah, this, yeah, yeah right. he's creepy. Uh, and he says something. Yeah, when he's going into his whole speech, I like when he says at one point, "I'm already knee deep in devils." I yes, yo, yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I like the fact that he's complete. This is like one of the first nods of him being like completely nefarious. Is that he is fucking shocked they've been in the house for two weeks. Right. Like, that's a huge ongoing thing throughout this movie. He's like, how the fuck are these people been living in this house for two weeks? Uh, 
nobody in the town apparently let him know and that's because of the history of the house and i like in films and this one kind of does it very blatantly but i do like the fact that you have to love that the plot of the movie is a character's tale and he's gonna sit down and just by happenstance let you in on the situation like i feel like it's like yeah Yeah. exactly the entire (laughs) exposition in the plot and um he's just spinning a yarn and getting everybody freaked out so in his weird story that he just randomly knocks on these guys' doors and just decides to sit down, have some whiskey, and tells them a story, uh, the house was built for a family called the Dagmars. Uh, the Dagmars is actually a reference to a uh, house by the cemetery. So there's a, uh, the original Dagmar director. Dagmar would be good for the drinking game, too, because they say oh that name. God, like, oh, my God. Um, so the director, uh, Ted Gagan, he... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Ross. We're not going to let you gloss over saying that. <laughs> Ted. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Ted Gagan. Uh, Ted Gagan. Gagan? We went through this in rehearsal, so it's Gagan. Right. We Googled um, it to make sure. We did. That's why it's so funny that you were like, <laughs> uh, just skirt by. Just try to skirt by. Uh, he wrote and directed this film. Um, mm-hmm. He is this basically uh, it started off as a huge love letter um, to House by the Cemetery and House by the Cemetery. We will cover it is a bloodbath. It is fantastic. It is like literally like the one of the diamonds of uh, Italian horror cinema with tons of gross, okay. go- tons cool. of gore. Fantastic. Uh, in 1859. Which actually is a really fun fact because the actual house they used in the movie was built in the exact year that they he wrote about it being built. And oh, good for them. Completely by happenstance, was not intentional by any. And was it haunted? Uh, yes, there actually were by some, happenstance. Not by, completely by happenstance. <laughs> um, the actual real house apparently did have some like weird haunting things from some of, of the people. Of course, it is. Local Anything town. that old is going to have. It's going to have can't... some kind of haunted. The house I live in is like, you know, over 100 years old. There's weird shit. <laughs> no, all the time. Right. So they ran a funeral parlor and were accused of selling like bodies of the recently deceased to the University of Essex County, uh, Essex County, which is a direct nod to Miskatonic University from H.P. Lovecraft. Yes. That was their little like little notto there. Uh, they He claims they ran the family out of town. Uh, and then uh, kind of right after that, Kat starts kind of getting into this like mumbling, like, I don't know, it's And he's like, okay, honey. All right. Okay. We're just going to, we're just going to leave before my <laughs> wife tries to officially warn you if I, you know, leaving from right. her mouth. Yeah. That was very strange. It had me think it was well acted because it was like her trying to say something, but not, say was, something was yeah really it was good. very no super compelling dude like a cat's character is fantastic it's a difficult thing to pull off like get across yes. and I've, it was it's really good it. and like mccabe <laughs> uh mccabe in perfect fucking movie villain source uh <laughs> completely just could have got away scot-free but he decides to like right before leaving the house he says the house needs a family and it's been 30 years since fresh souls have lived yeah, in like, Dagmar. what a yes. thing to say that's the not watcher. fucking ominous or like super fucking weird but yeah that's totally fine um i thought of the watcher immediately is that what you got did you guys think of the watcher which watcher like, from the guy who watches houses from your story the watcher oh oh that watcher that watcher. that watcher. I guess not. 
<laughs> no, I did not immediately think of the wild trade. That's funny. No, I was just going to say the guy who um, that we're talking about that played him. He's like, I'm like, why do I recognize him? He's been in so much stuff, but I just saw that he's also been in the Six Million Dollar Man, which oh my yeah. god, Dude, Monty <laughs> Monty well. Markham, yeah, uh, the guy who voice. plays Dave McCabe. He's been in a lot of shit. Like he's been in a lot, a lot he's of a working stuff. Like, actor for like forty years. <laughs> yeah, like it, like his repertoire for film is insane. Yeah. So like yeah. you've probably seen him in something. So right before leaving, uh, I like this little slipperoo thing between Cat and Paul. He's like, "Here, hi, it's really nice meeting you. You should probably just take this real quick and just read it later." Uh, which basically reads, "The house needs a family. Get out!" And you get know out. she fucking means business because she underlined "get out." Yeah, when you mm. underline, I mean, that's yeah, serious. that's like right <laughs> to the fucking point. <laughs> that's the part they want you to really that's remember. Right. So that all right. So the next uh, maybe she's uh, just recommending the movie "Get Out." Oh. That's probably she was probably previewing. Oh, she says, I might be in this movie later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like yeah. ten years, let's do this. The presence in the house is now growing. Uh, Anne senses something uh, as she wakes up from bed uh, and kind of like looks to Paul and kind of like looks out, and then she kind of just like kind of rubs it off and kind of just goes, "All right, fine." Cuddles with Paul, goes <laughs> back to sleep, rubs it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah oh sorry 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 that might have happened before the scene but that did not happen during the scene she shakes it off cuddles uh, with paul and goes back to sleep and this is so fucking good i loved how they did this because the you get the entire shot of the entire family uh with bobby in the shot and then holy fucking shit we see the ghost for the first time and it's so simple because it's literally just a fucking focus scare so it's like they just tilted the focus mm. for the reflection and then you see mm-hmm. the ghost in it and that was so good the first time i saw that i peed a little it was so <laughs> i don't know what it was just super you're effective scared, I don't know why. yeah you're a big yeah. Scared. I, was, yeah, I don't you know why it was, just really, it was just really good so it was a, yeah. that was a really really good one and uh you kind of get a good bladder issues a minus kind of like a a, a, a solid black ghost and then you have these like piercing white eyes which i thought was really really interesting Oh, it's cool. Yeah. The so they get the repairman to kind of come through and he's talking about like the whole, uh, the hole in the foundation uh, and, and just the idea that it's like noticeably hot. Like it's beyond like the fact that this like boiler's going or the furnace is going or the boiler's going and it's like maybe electrical issue because it is like smoltering down there. And it smells like smoke. I, and I, it's I'm... continuously smelling like smoke, which I was like, well, I would have probably got an Airbnb at this point. I mean, but it is 1979, so there is no Airbnb. I probably would have just gone to a hotel or something. Yes, so hotels. Who's <laughs> a haunted hotel in town? And suggests bringing up their friends May and Jacob. Uh, the only reason they'd say that is, uh, obviously, uh, Bobby's roommate, Harry, is... Uh, supposed to be kind of coming up as well and may and jacob are their parents but may and jacob who are fucking super awesome hippie guys these guys are fantastic oh oh my god they were also very believable and real super i love everything it's so easy to go over the top with that type of character oh oh my god dude i love uh larry uh fesson was it fessenden um, yeah. he plays such fucking good characters. Like I, it is just astounding. I've never disliked a character he's ever played. Like he's so fucking good and he plays this, he plays Jacob so well, especially in the body horror stuff towards the lat, like towards the, when shit starts ramping up. Oh uh, yeah. Just super fucking good. And, um, um, May is played by Lisa Marie, which you might recognize her as like, uh, 
Mars Attacks, you know, like yes, the, main, like, the bubble gum, yeah, the bubble like, gum pit up. Yeah. yeah I she's, in that. she's in Sleepy Hall. She's been in a lot of stuff as well. Mm-hmm, totally. Um, horror stuff, which is neat. I was like, I recognize you. And it's like, oh, yes. yeah. Like, I've everybody in this movie pretty uh-huh. much. Yeah, everyone in this movie has has a pretty good, well-rounded acting uh, repertoire, and they're just mm, so fucking. And good. I'll also say, at this point, when I saw them, is when I wrote into my notes. I'm almost positive I've seen this movie before, <laughs> which is true. I I I, I had yeah. seen this movie, um, and I was just huh. realizing at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's totally. Because I mean, when it came out, it it got huge reviews. I mean, the Rotten Tomatoes on it was fucking. Astro- Did the thing with the electrician happen already? It's no, happening. not yet. We're getting into that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, back in like how goddamn good this boiler was. I mean, you got a tight on shot of this dude by the power box and the boiler or the furnace. I just it dude it blew my mind that this thing was made out of cardboard. <laughs> so the uh, repair guy is kind of like <laughs> fuddling with. Uh, the electrical, and that's when we get our. Um, it's not even like a fucking homage. Uh, they even bring it up. Um, Lights out. The short film had just come out, and they liked that so much. That's why they had the flickering, like the lights came on and then it went to black, and then the lights came on and went to black while he's kind of like wow. working on the electrical box. So the first one, you kind of see like a brick like plop out of the hell hole, and then um, <laughs> uh, and then we kind of. Uh, yeah, and then you uh, kind of feel shit like scuttling for? around, like, what are you doing, you haunted brick? Does <laughs> uh, <laughs> that brick have feet? Hey, does that brick have feet? Are you haunting me? Hey, brick, are you loitering? <laughs> yeah. The loitering brick, for sure. <laughs> and uh, obviously, when lights go out, you turn on a flashlight, and we flashlight, we get a scene of the actual fucking burnt ghosts. I love the fact that this trope of um like the classic ghost trope of like you're in a house and then like you see your breath and then the ghost appears i love the fact that in this film when the ghosts appear it exponentially gets hotter in the house and they're not cold ghosts they're literally made of like brimstone like Mm -hmm. it's just they're burning which i thought was just an insane cool like what a what a great way to like 180 a classic uh ghost story like that and they are fucking pissed off too. Like they are not even like, they're not remorse. Like they're not like, I'm sad about being dead. <laughs> they are just fucking like, they're running oh, they're at pissed. you. They're yeah. fucking, yeah. So Paul and Anne run down and find this dude kind of all fucked up. And his arm is like horribly burnt. Like it looks like a huge handprint has just fused through his jacket into his flesh. Uh, and they get that motherfucker an ambulance. So progressively just more smoke in the air. They consider it like an electrical fire. Cause the guy's fucking like, didn't I like the fact that the repair guy didn't say I got jumped by a bunch of smoldering that's, ghosts. That's why I asked about the electric guy. Cause I knew that yeah. was one of my like four notes. Why didn't he say anything? Did he right. not say anything? Like what, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> it is. No, it's a really weird word. Cause you're just like, well, okay, maybe, it, or he's just in, I'm assuming that you're led to believe that he's just in shock, I guess. Um, right. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's kind of left very <laughs> open ended. And I would have figured that you'd know, be like, Oh, BT dubs, you have fire ghosts in your basement. You might want to move. Okay. Bye. I'll be like, Holy fucking shit, you'll never believe what just fucking happened. <laughs> right? I would be shitting myself. <laughs> God damn it. So uh, Mary and uh, Jacob show up. 
Um, I also do like the small nod that they thought it was progressive that a woman was driving a car. Like that oh, yeah. one actually that, <laughs> that yeah was I was so like funny. wait what the fuck Ridiculous. oh okay that that's right this is the seventies so uh, they also bring up the fact of uh, in that this point their son Harry who was Bobby the kid who died uh, his roommate is kind of coming up with his girlfriend uh, to kind of just reminisce and kind of talk and stuff like that so uh, they decide to venture into town uh, to the only burger joint in town which is buffalo bill's lounge and this is a straight like american werewolf in london pub scene if i've ever mm-hmm. seen one like they walk in and uh they everyone just looks at them really fucking weird and they kind Stop of just, what they're doing yeah. all conversation ends as one yes of those. And they all, all just kind of stare and like lean over and kind of stuff so while they're eating um we finally get to our first kills of the movie like mm. Yes we, mm-hmm. yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We get Harry and his girlfriend, and uh, they uh, get a little bit, of, which is nice. You kind of get a little bit of backstory on Bobby. Bobby got killed in a car accident mm-hmm. uh, with a truck, uh, and that is kind of the because uh, uh, it kind of left it very open ended up until then. Like, what the fuck actually happened to Bobby, and like, what's going right. on with Bobby? He so, just knew uh, he died. He just died. So you kind of figure out he died in a car crash. So they kind of get they get up to the house. They find the note on the door that says they can go to the fucking Buffalo Bills thing, or they can just stay inside. They're like, fuck it, we're just gonna stay inside and fucking hang out. Yeah. That flashed me back to writing notes. Do you guys like remember writing notes for your parents or your parents writing notes for you? Yes. Yeah. I also like the rents. My parents actually used the rents in a few mm-hmm, different nice. notes to me, sure. which was hilarious. Where I was like, oh, this makes us feel so much more. uh so as they're fucking cuddling down and kind of getting into like petting to heavy petting uh you can kind of see dark shapes hiding in the corners and kind of uh uh, in the background and stuff and of course like in the pretty much the rest of the movie uh there's just a loud bang and of course harry goes to investigate and uh why not just beeline it straight to the fucking basement uh so he's talking to his girlfriend up the stairs and he is attacked by the ghost of uh Ms. Dagmar and his fucking face gets caved in while he's screaming. It is the, the like the first kill is super fucking violent and weird. Like he's getting his face is ca- like it's like she plugged his eyes and With it's also thumb, burning hot thumbs. She's burning like hot thumbs charred and black. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just crackling gets in there. fire. Lady. Yeah, it just gets all up in that shit. Just fucking, you know. Uh, yeah, eye gouging ugh. with, yeah, with her, her yeah. flaming hands. Which happens out of nowhere because she, like, grabs him at first and he, like, turns around and falls down. And you almost think that he's, like, going to, like, kick her away or something like that. But yeah. all of a sudden she's on top of him, fingers and eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, fingers and eyeballs <laughs> instantly for the fucking death stroke. So uh, hot goes right through. Hot <laughs> knife and butter. Hot knife and butter. Uh, the girlfriend, uh, rightfully fucking so, loses her fucking shit. Thought this and was great. 86 is her way out of the house. Oh, yeah. And she is driving down the road. Um, and, uh, this is where I got real fucked up the first time I watched this shit because, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Mrs. Dagmar, uh, I actually don't know if it's Mrs. Dagmar. I assumed it was M- Mrs. Dagmar, but um, one of them know. fire ghosts is in the goddamn back seat while she's yeah. like three miles out and shoves its entire fist through her sternum as it comes out and then you see her kind of like and just die and the outward shot of the car slowly going out of the lane and just fucking wherever Mm -hmm. it parks 
I thought for sure they were going to find the car or something. Do you think the ghost did something with the car? No, no, no. That's the beauty know. of the it. I the blinker turned the on court... at one point, though. The bl- oh, it did? <laughs> but that it was like... like doo, doo, doo. I was like, okay, yeah, like, oh, I'm just okay. merging. Don't mind me. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, mind. Don't the mind ghost me. decided to put on the signals. And like, don't worry. I'm just putting with my hat on. With his hand, slumped over still it. through the sternum, yeah. holding onto the steering wheel. No. But actually, <laughs> to answer your question, which I thought was a fantastic one, Sam, um, when the uh, trio, or, or the quartet drives back from the uh diner diner uh they um it's night they wouldn't have seen the car the headlights aren't but i mean anybody i just thought oh somebody no, the ta- would see no. This car like yeah but dude the town's in on it so nobody like that's mm, that's the whole that's true so yeah. it's like nobody would nobody would have cared um well, is the whole town on it? I have a question about that when we get to a later scene. When we kind of get to it. Yeah, there's there's some really open-ended shit in that. So they're under the assumption that Harry and his girlfriend actually just never came and they're spending the night somewhere else. So all of them right. kind of just start having cocktails and uh, just saying how fucking Cutting weird loose. the town was. Yeah. Um, here's a huge fucking uh, Italian cinema <laughs> Easter egg. So in all of... I Actually, this is how I wrote it, wrote it down. Um they're pouring drinks. All of the liquor is coming from a bottle called B&J's. In quotations. Wait for the other guys to do a blowjob joke. Oh. Didn't happen. Okay. okay. And then uh-huh. uh, that's a play. Like peanut butter and jelly? Peanut butter and jelly. No, that's PB&J. No, this is just B&J. So B&J. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud Perfect. of us. Perfect. Uh, B and J is actually a play on J and B, which was basically the alcohol sponsor for every Euro horror uh, horror film from 1972 to 1982. Like if you were watching European cinema at the time, that was a horror movie for whatever reason, J and B liquors was the sponsor. So they were in every horror movie. So if anybody was drinking something, that's what they were drinking. Cool. I like that. Uh, yeah, which I thought was like just hilarious. So we get back to the bar. The bartender and the new waitress are kind of closing up. And the younger bartender or waitress, I guess, they never really described what her job was. I'm assuming it was a waitress. Uh, goes to open the door and to someone knocking and just is immediately fucking shot dead, which I thought was hilarious and fucking super weird. She answers yeah. the door, is shot dead, and then yeah. out waltzes fucking McCabe. Yeah, uh, so that's, that's my question is why did this girl get shot dead did she not know so is not everyone in the town in on it that's a good point and i don't why did she have to be shot dead right just because like what you saw my face so i have to kill you now he's also part of the town like it wouldn't be uncommon for him to come in she knows everybody she's right knows everybody in town too yeah that's a very good point super bizarre it makes you it leads you to believe that like maybe some of the people aren't in on it that was one of the most confusing i actually have a huge i just have shot waitress question mark question mark question mark question mark what question mark question mark question mark (laughs) because it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to be totally honest with you Um, there's no reason he would not like want to be known that he showed up at the bar right right well this kind of leads into the main, the main kind of uh, talk with the bartender, which uh, he's fucking super pissed that he wasn't no, like uh, the bartender did not let him know that the new people had moved into town and they'd been there for two weeks. Uh, so which kind of goes into like a second monologue that uh, if uh, they leave, the darkness in the house will leave 
as well. And then a lot more people will be killed because he references about, uh, I guess there was a fuck up back in uh, 49 that mm-hmm. the fan, like something wasn't sacrificed. So like uh, half the town got murdered or something insane like so that. So it would be 79 this movie then, sorry, because yes, so it would be 79 if it's, it's every, every 30, 30 years. years. Exactly. So it also kind of makes you, uh, they kind of alluded to the fact that the Dagmars that are in the house, they aren't the evil entity they are like hellhounds for this thing. Like they're not like they're stuck in the house, but they're right. not the evil. They were just they're just there out of their own like hatred and volition. Right. Like they try to do with uh, Freddy Krueger that he's a demon or something like a soul yes. of a demon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a soul of a demon in him and he's not really him. He's just like, yeah. like a messenger of like the hell or something like that. At very close, actually. Uh, and he's also flabbergasted. This whole two week thing gets brought up because he's like, for some reason they haven't they haven't killed Paul and Anne yet, and he has no fucking idea why. Because apparently, I guess the second you move into this house, you get eight, like, you get murdered. Yeah, they're <laughs> normally just like, let's fucking do this. Exactly. So now they're panicking because if they don't kill, ready? we're still here, motherfucker. We're still here. <laughs> yeah. So like they're fucking losing their shit because if they don't die, that means this evil lurches out of the house and is gonna fucking probably kill the entire town. So they kind of conclude that if the Dagmars won't do uh, do it, the town will. So that right. kind of just like you're like, okay, so this is gonna be like a mob. Thing. So do we kept... ever get an answer as to why they weren't killed within the first two weeks? So, I think it has something to do with Bobby, right? Yes. Did Bobby, I think there Bobby was... was like holding him back or something? Yes, actually. And I think it's more okay. sympathy um, more sympathy towards... I think there was a certain part of the uh, uh, Dagmars that sympathized with okay. Ann and Paul because well, of what happened Dagmars to them. Dagmars were tricked... Right, they... So the the town was always going to have to sacrifice people, but since the town happened to make these ghosts, now they can leave it to the ghosts to do it. Kind of. Well, but that's Essentially, because, right? Exactly. Well, they've been there since the house was erected because the Dagmars were the first ones to technically be But wasn't it erected over a hellhole on purpose? Not on I don't pur- remember if it was on purpose, yeah. but it was, So there's like end credits. I think they had I built it. I thought the it town and then, built it there and put the Dagmars in it on purpose. I don't you know, kind of you see a bunch of stuff in the end credits. Exactly. But, there was so much more that you really learned about the backstory in the end credits. Yeah. I got it. Was kind of like I don't, I don't want to have to learn about more of the movie in the end credits. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> like, you know what's kind of what's this. kind of interesting about that is that the uh, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but uh, the end credits that you're talking about um, were originally supposed to be in the the intro of the film, and the, the, he thought it creatively. That was like way too much spoon feeding what the fuck the movie was about before it happened. So uh-huh. they took that entire scene and used it as the end credits instead of the intro credits. So I could I can kind of understand it's a lot of content to have at the end of the film, especially after the entire thing's concluded. But it does give some kind of structural backstory of the history of the town and then what happened mm-hmm. to cause kind of this 30 year ritual. So back into it. Uh, May now realizes that fucking like. Uh, whatever in the house is not Bobby and it is mimicking Bobby. And there is something super dark way deep in the the bowels of this house, which she's completely spot on. (laughs) Nailed it. It's a hell mouth. (laughs) It's hell, hell mouth. Totally good. Uh, Now we get this really interesting scene, which I actually liked a lot because this entire fucking night scene made me think of David. This is a David scene 
which I thought was great. Paul wakes up in the middle of the night oh, yeah. to see like feet at his door. Um, mm-hmm. he, he calls, there's no response. He looks back at Anne. He comes back and the door's fucking open. Um, simultaneously May's kind of having a freak out moment, but Paul goes back to the open doorway. He sees two burning ghosts and he looks back at Anne and now she's a fucking mummy. And she looks like, uh, uh, uh something out of like goddamn Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. And, she kind of goes like, what the fuck? And he turns right back and there's Papa Dagmar and grabs his shoulders like, gotcha. Uh, and it's, uh, it's all a dream. It's all a David dream. He wakes up losing his shit and, uh, and kind of coddles him and says, mm-hmm. everything's going to be okay. And they, uh, slightly the first positive nod in this film, you hear a different voice, which is Bobby say, you're okay. Which is I okay. ne- I didn't notice it the first because I've watched this. That, yeah, yeah. What's I weird is that the um, times when it's Bobby v- talked when they'd go Bobby, I was like I didn't hear that. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> but really I wish soft. I wore my headphones. I almost switched to him so many times because the sound design in this seemed great. I'm assuming you have no Dude, complaints it's... about the sound on this one, or else no, 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 no. Gold star to <laughs> the Foley artist and everyone involved. <laughs> No, it is. And it's very, it's really interesting how they use the tonal values of, like, especially with like headsets and stuff like that, uh, with, uh, especially like Bobby, because it is, it's very whispery. Like you hear it, but it's well, like. And so much of it is sounds around the house. You know what I mean? Yes. And I, I could tell that if I had my headphones on, I'd almost maybe have an idea of where it came from. Like that sounded like that came from over there. Right, right, right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. No, it's really cool. I, I probably next time I watch this because this is definitely I feel like is a repeat watch. Um, mm-hmm. Next time surround sound, obviously. So uh, morning time, everyone kind of get they do a breakfast show and tell of the fucked up shit they experienced last <laughs> night. Uh, so they decide to, uh, hey, what's the best thing to happen after something terrifying? Oh, I know. Let's split up. So uh, mm-hmm. Jacob, <laughs> Jacob and Paul are left to their own devices at the house uh, while Anne and May decide to go out grocery shopping. And uh, immediately... Uh, Jacob goes like, well, it's not like we're going to do a seance while you guys are gone. The second the door closes, he goes, all right, man, grab the fucking candles for doing a goddamn seance. And Paul's like, wait, what? I thought you said no. He's like, no, no, no. She would never let me do this. We need to do this right now. This, from this point on, the movie gets fucking nuts. And what a great tonal shift. Like, it's super slow. It and then, oh, bam, my God, dude. Really, uh, emerald this bitch so my god yeah they're like fucking secret sauce fucking immediately so uh they set up this uh seance with a bunch of candles and stuff in the living room and uh they hear a distant bang and ladies and gentlemen all fucking hell breaks loose uh oh yeah this is this is the movie where it's like this movie goes into overdrive so uh jacob is now starting to talk in ghost speak and saying like your son is dead like you're this like rotting meat and blah the blah flesh will oh, rip rot which is, his body yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. which is Just- kind of awesome because as even when he starts to the beginning nods where he starts fucking up his talking where it's like no my son bobby he goes oh no no, no i'm sorry yeah yeah your son he's already possessed and Dagmar is already telling him that his son's dead Mm -hmm. but he's not it's not clicking with him yet he thinks he's just fucking up his speech I thought that was really cool as you're kind of going through I liked how he just yeah be talking normally and then start to slowly say something really 
fucked up. Yes. And this possession scene is fucking nuts. Like he gets possessed and he gets dragged across the room. The spirit of uh, Dagmar basically is talking through Jacob and through uh, Jacob. Mm -hmm. He's telling his own son and girlfriend are fucking in the cellar dead, burning forever like his family. And then he kind of snaps back into consciousness and he begs to be fucking tied up. Uh, Super fucking good. Also, I did not realize this until the second time I watched it. Um, This shit's in the middle of the fucking day. Like all seances I've ever seen always happen at night. And there's like this really moody and this thing is scary as fuck. And it is like 1030 in the morning. Like that is (laughs) right. (laughs) It's it's so good. Early morning seance. Early morning seance here at Chuddle the Pod. So uh, hopefully, uh, nicely, uh, the Sounds girls. Sounds like an indie uh, band. Get... Yeah, right. <laughs> Early morning seance <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Like a Midwest emo band. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> 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 yes. Oh god, damn it! I love that. Uh, so the girls get home. Uh, Jacob is now tied to the fucking chair, completely possessed, and proceeds to eat an entire fucking sock. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> as this thing just lumps in his throat and kind of comes down. Uh, and that he fucking gnarly. gross. That was so gnarly. That was so good. It was so fucking good. Um, practi- also, a practical effect, which I thought was even funnier. 99% of this film is all practical effects, and there's like smidges oh, yeah. of CGI. So... The possessor, obviously, you kind of know, you know, but now he officially says uh, he shows his true identity. Uh, simultaneously, a cat calls the house to warn them to get the fuck out of there mm-hmm. as she's dying in her own kitchen, which I'm assuming oh, yeah. her husband has now shanked her. And with her dying breath, instead of calling an ambulance, just decides to call Ann and Paul and be like, you need to get out of the house. Can I buy so some the- sugar? that's another example of somebody who's i mean they're in on it but they're not for it i guess well yeah had she just had enough at this point but i mean like second person who's killed well i think there probably has to be this disbelief because like it's 30 years ago that something crazy happened and something crazy happened in the fact of like people in town died so i would suspect like there's a history of this thing going on but, like, there would have to be a huge section of the populace in this town that would be incredibly skeptical of, like, this actually going on. And then more people, if you're in on it, realizing how horrific it is to let an entire family be murdered in a house so this thing doesn't kind of, like, leech out, you know? I don't know. There, yeah, mm-hmm. there seem to be enough people in on it because they all start rushing the house at one point. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of them. <laughs> exactly. They're like, yeah, yeah, which is just... <laughs> Right. So, I mean, and the slews of fucking getting stabbed out, bleeding out, and all this other kind of crazy shit. Uh, Dagmar tells May her son's dead, which fucking he breaks from his restraints. Uh, and uh, the nice plot twist, fucking uh, the town murdered his entire family after they realized that they had dug up something fucking horrible. And that's where they built the house. Uh, and the town sacrificed the family to quench the darkness and the house, which is now like a living thing. Um, and you kind of see that uh, hugely in the uh, the the raid of the town scene uh, later. They opened something awful, and it needed a family. And as he says this, he proceeds to plunge a fucking fire poker oh, yeah. through his own eye yeah. and kill himself. 
so oh, gnarly. And even in the description, which I ca- I caught the second time watching it, is um he's like explaining shit, dude. He whacks his hand against the wall and like snaps his wrist in half. Oh yeah, when and, he like, gets like frustrated <laughs> over something, like it's yeah, over, like he, yeah, he, saying like they caused it or like yeah, uh-huh. like, you guys ran away. He's like, he gets really pissed fuck? off and like yeah, smacks it so it breaks his hand. Oh, right, it was nuts. <laughs> And in an incredibly smart move, which would make logical sense, especially with the girlfriend, um, they're like, oh, we need to get the fuck out of here. And as May opens the goddamn door, McCabe's there with a shotgun and blows her fucking oh, head off. Yeah, that, that was, was wild. Yeah. Oh, my wild. goodness. You see it straight from the back. You see, like, the whole open up and blow the hair back and then like close back up like i guess it would it had me thinking about what someone's head would look like if it got shot like that but it was so well done and And then like like, it's just shocking it was a jump scare too absolutely absolutely i was not like i first time watching it was not expecting to her like peekaboo shotgun surprise like that was not on the that was those classic somebody turns a corner gets shot in the head whoa whoa holy shit right so Anne closes the door and now there is a medieval style raid on the goddamn fucking farmhouse you have like the town is now like running towards the house because they're now realizing if this family doesn't wind up fucking dead they're gonna wind up dead right so finally you they get to see the dagmars in all of their glory as they hear their son's voice telling them to just go like they need to get the fuck out so they decided (laughs) to like yeah but weirdly enough they i mean i guess because the house is now being surrounded they're running upstairs um the townspeople break in and then this is when the fucking bloodbath happens like this is this is like oh my god straight up like the mortal combat the fucking thing one dude runs in and he gets his entire sternum blown outward yeah. Which was just like, just like, hey, guys, uh-huh. just fucking just. Uh, and when that happened, it was the moment you're like, oh, it's on. Oh, it's, oh, fine. it's on. Like, they don't even show a ghost. He just walked into a hallway, turned around, and his fucking chest exploded. <laughs> so another one tries going up the stairs, gets gets mauled by one of the. Uh, oh, yeah. Ghosts. I made a note. That was my last note is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Fire Stairs. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. If like, sinks into the stairs. And that's the other guy, which volcanic, is crazy. Volcanic, I guess. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, well, it no, sinks it into the stairs, like, and then the hole in the basement shits out a bunch of blood. Yes, and then, like a like, fucking blowhole. <laughs> uh-huh. So, like, it shoots like... Oh, so, that was amazing. Yeah, so, like, one dude gets mauled on the stairs and sinks in. Another guy tries running up the stairs, gets synced in. So, like, the house is, like, protecting them? But it's weird. Like, you don't know if it's protecting them or it now, like, all these townspeople, it just realizes it can eat way faster. Yeah, yeah. It it's just family. like, I'm just going to go and start eating everything. Because I like the shot of when it's, like, absolute, like, pandemonium where it's going through and there's a dude on the stairs getting shredded by, like, one of the ghosts. Oh, and like, then it, like, goes well, over to someone else. It's, like, getting, like, dis- like just, just eviscerated. Like, up on a thing. like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's so good because, like, you have this, like, oh, these Dagmars have blamed the town like the Dagmars have done it again. <laughs> they done, done it again, guys. And they're just like, oh, cool. Like the town's here, and I'm like, there are like they're beyond mm-hmm. irate. I mean, they, they came stayed. to us. This yeah, is they great. Came to us. I like, needed this. Done. <laughs> fucking. We're still here. <laughs> uh, 
which is super fucking crazy until McCabe comes into the house and he starts yelling at the goddamn ghost. He starts yelling at fucking Mr. Yeah. Tedmar. Uh, he guy. said it was easier for the town because the family stayed as ghosts, so they didn't have to, mm-hmm. like, murder them in the house, which was, like, super convenient. So he's like, I appreciate you being such a hateful, spengeful, like, spirit. Could you, like, do your fucking job for me, yeah. please? Like, literally, like, yelling at him to, like, do your fucking job. How, why the fuck have they been living here for two weeks? I love the fact he has such a boner that they've lived in the house for two weeks like mm-hmm. he's yelling like the, to the point he's yelling at a charcoal ghost <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just screaming yeah. go like you let them live in here for two fucking weeks what the fuck is wrong with you? he sounds like upper management talking to like a fucking yeah, middle it's middle. Like, <laughs> out of touch yeah. rich guy yeah. type of... you're just like what the fuck so uh while the argument while the karen argument is going on with these ghosts uh we get this fucking amazing kill scene on the bartender uh who is upstairs creeping up behind Anne, and Anne has like three fucking serrated knives like a kitchen set in her fucking hand and lurches over and just fucking like to the hilt right into her neck and just and just fucking spraying shit everywhere. It was just, oh, mm. yeah, the blood. I love that. Blood How splatter she fell back and sat insane. down, and so now she's up against the wall. So as it like squirts out mm-hmm. with her heart pumping, it's like going <laughs> yeah. on the wall. And I like the fact how far the spray went. Like if when oh, the yeah. pan out shot, it hit the fucking other side of the wall. It's fantastic. So they go downstairs and they're held up by McCabe, who still has the shotgun and he's still simultaneously yelling at Dagmar, and then. Uh, he tries playing the dead kid card. He goes, well, you know you can't leave. You can hear Bobby in the house, can't you? Why wouldn't you want to be with Bobby? Bobby's such a nice kid. You guys should just crawl on down to the basement and just burn forever in hell with <laughs> And as he's trying to do like this super th- like beyond thick uh, selling of the house, uh, Dagmar comes up behind him and smushes his head to a pulp. Yo. Top three wow. head smushes I've ever seen in a movie. Like, that it was, was just so good. That was some impressive head smush. That was a very you know. good head smush. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, they kind of just make eye contact. Paul and Anne kind of look at the Dagmars. Uh, the uh, He lets them leave as he holds hands with his family. The basement door opens, and they disappear. Yeah, uh, they just go weird... back into the Hellmouth, I guess. They were they satisfied. Back in the Hellmouth, they're like they, the the thir- the thirst has been quenched, or maybe they're. Um, they leave this open ended. You don't know if the Dagmars are uh, still in the place, or they had revenge on the town, and they have now resided to just to be part of whatever this darkness is. So we hear a distorted Hello, voice darkness, from, my old friend. I've come <laughs> to burn with you again. Mm-hmm. So a distorted voice kind of comes from the basement and Anne knows it's Bobby. So this is Bobby's voice. Uh, Paul uh, kind of calls for his wife and he realizes that she's also in the basement. He looks mm-hmm. down the stairs and with tears in his eyes and a smile, he says, hi, Bobby. And that's we it. are still here. We are still here. And that's the movie. Uh, we're kind of left with some open-ended questions that I wasn't too peeved that weren't answered. Uh, the big one is... Me neither, um, and I normally am. <laughs> ...whether or not it was actually Bobby. And more importantly, um, the house was fed, and uh, it doesn't do shit for 30 years. So do you think Paul and Ann are going to stay in the house with Bobby? Or do you think they're going to leave? That was the weird... Like, I realized I was like, oh, the... The house is just a house for 30 years, and then it turns into a murder spree. 
they fed right. it. So technically, it's not going to do shit for the next 30 years. They could just hang with their I think dead they're kid, saying I that think. with Bobby, for sure. That's what I was kind of thinking, but you never know. They, never, they don't really explain it. And like we were talking about before, the end credits start rolling. And the end credits are now kind of the entire history of right. the dig site, the funeral home, the death of the Dagmars, or uh, their disappearance and all that kind of stuff. Leading into all the catastrophes that happen in the town when they realize something had to be ha- like going on, and then uh, kind of leading into there. And I love the fact that the end end of the movie, uh, you have the wide shot uh, of the living room and you have the piano. So this was filmed without the director knowing. So when he mm-hmm. saw the final cut of the movie, he saw the film and he'd never shot it. So he's like, what the fuck is that? And then you hear the of the piano like the ding of the piano and it apparently scared the shit out of him he was like okay you guys are amazing i we this is going to be kept in the movie this is fantastic oh, that's fun yeah that's so that's, i was uh, just like all right i don't i i thought it was kind of pointless but me too yeah. i found it to be like what's the we already know this place is like haunted, haunted and perpetually <laughs> we know you're haunted. still here like we for, know there's yeah. yeah we know that you're still there you're still loitering around <laughs> exactly and it makes you think like if there just is if it's just like a normal haunted house for 30 years and then it goes to like exponential levels every 30 and then kind of subsides to like a normal haunting again one of the fun facts that i was telling you guys is that this film was all practical for the most part mm-hmm. very minimal cgi was used and really funny ways so Dagmars have kind of like the embers kind of like leading off of them, which was a little bit of CGI in the bar scene. They didn't allow smoking in the bar. So they CGI oh, cigarette smoke through that, which I thought sure. was great. Uh, my favorite one though, which I honestly haven't caught yet. And I don't know what scenes they are, but I will be rewatching this. They started CGI elongating windows and doors in the house throughout the movie slowly subconsciously like it's not a conscious thing so it doesn't look like a Tex Avery thing where like the window starts like magnifying but they started distorting and lengthening doors and windows during scenes but like minimally so you felt like something was off subconsciously you to be on like you, drugs to yes notice. so you couldn't be like, like but, is that moving or am i just like fucking yes. gonna turn this off yeah exactly <laughs> like that kind of shit which was fucking fantastic uh i just thought it was really interesting because like it's such a yeah. weird Crazy. subliminal thing to throw into a movie but that was uh yeah dude that was we are still here what did you guys what did you guys think of it i thought it was great i liked it a lot um it was really well done. I like the tone. I like that it had that slow burn feel, but like a faster pace for yeah. that type of feel. Like the storytelling of those parts kept it moving for me. Mm-hmm. I thought that all the actors were really good. I feel like I looked up all at least the four main people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I knew. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's her face? <laughs> <laughs> that was great i knew what's her face no uh you mean uh barbara crampton barbara crampton yeah yeah um i really liked it yeah i i get i suppose now as good a time as any to give you my fingers yeah, yeah i'd love to hear how many fingers you want to throw in the grave on this one um quotable i'm going half a finger on quotable there were definitely some good lines but i couldn't remember them until you guys mentioned some and i was like oh yeah i like those uh, rewatchable, I think for sure I'd give it a one, a whole finger. Uh, recommendable, that's a whole nother finger. 
do shootable, I'm going to give half a finger because the poster is super cool. I would mm-hmm. wear that on a shirt. Um, which is what made me realize I'd probably wear the poster for Chud on a t-shirt too. So <laughs> half a finger going back there. Anyway. And then is it a chuddle? Does it have that certain je ne sais chuddle? Mm-hmm. Sure does. That's the one there. So this ends up being four out of five fingers in the grave from the big Sam. Dog. Big Sam. Sam dog. What about uh what about you, Brian? What'd you think? Well, it's interesting and I and I I certainly enjoyed it and I liked it. And as I was watching it and remembering that I had seen it before, that kind of placed a little judgment on how I rated this. So I'm probably going to I'm going to agree with Sam. And that's funny. I don't mean to keep agreeing with you, but I think it is a four out of five. I don't think I think there's plenty of stuff that's not like perfect about it. And that's OK. But uh, a big factor in it is the fact that I had seen it. But I hadn't really remembered that I seen it, so it must have not been that memorable to me <laughs> in that right, aspect. So that's why I kind of knocked off a little mm-hmm. bit, just because of those little little details. But realistically, it's a fun, different type of movie with the ghosts being, I don't know, very. I guess I don't want to keep saying different, but different looking. Oh being yeah, the, the molten, oh, ashy, yeah, non traditional, very much there, and kind of in your face with it and it, it it was fun in that aspect um the gore all of a sudden took it to a whole nother level because even that was just like it, it was wild the blood splatter was so intense there was just so much so quickly which was <laughs> really a, a lot of fun to it so that's yeah. why it gets as high as a rating as a four for me but not quite hitting that five mark how do you feel where, where are you putting this at ross oh man um I absolutely love this movie. I, when I first saw it, uh, I'm not the biggest, I like ghost movies, but I'm not, it's not like my typical to go to. Like I prefer either like, like I like slashers, monsters, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Ghost Mm -hmm. ones are a little lesser on my radar. This one's just really fucking good. I do like the fact of a lot of the nods to, it's a love letter to, like Italian cinema and and European right. cinema, which I think is good. I think in certain respects, it hinders it a little bit just in there's such iconic scenes from other movies. So like the, like the ball scene from the changeling in the basement mm-hmm. scene is the first one. It's not like it's rip, not, I'm not saying it's ripping off, but it's like you can tell where it's from. And I feel like there was a lot of those in the film. So it's certain parts that kind of like pulled me out a little bit. But that being said, uh, I'm going to give this dude a 4.5 out of 5. It's not a per, like it's not a straight 5 for me. Uh, there is some ideas like there's some plot hole issues, kind of like the idea of like I would have liked to have a little more information on the town um, as in uh, why random people in the town were getting shot and stabbed. <laughs> yeah. You know, totally. uh, but besides that, I mean, God, what a fun. That actually fucking movie. answers if the electrician was from the town and in on it maybe that's he called it his electrician so i think it might have been from the city i think this dude was from the city and drove out from the city to look yeah i guess so maybe yeah that was the only guy there's a line about something like you know how long it would take me to get out there or get them out there i feel like when he was on a phone call something like that comes up too so Mm -hmm. yeah i get it 
Good All right, so 4.5, 4, and a yeah. 4. That's a pretty high rating, and I'd say That's almost good. almost hitting that certified travel level. Not quite, but uh, definitely we would all recommend it. Sure. So thank you very much, Ross, for bringing that to us today, tonight, whenever you're listening to it. We're going to go ahead and take one more quick little break and come back with Would You Rather. And we are back. Thank you very much to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement. And as I said before the break, we're going to come right back into some would you rather. We got some questions loaded up for us, and we're going to go ahead and kick it off to Ross to start us <laughs> off. Ross, you're, I hear you giggling over there. What do you it's got so, for us? It's so stupid. Would you rather strangle a dog with your bare hands or strangle a bear with your dog hands? Well, uh, I, w- <laughs> I think I with with our history of grizzlies and bears on this podcast, I would rather strangle a, a bear with my dog hands. Uh, that's that's the route I'm going. Yeah, I mean, it it, it sounds like either way I'm going to be successful. Right. So, yeah, bear, because how that's a cool would it story. be? Yeah, it's a better, it's a better story. story. Man I with dog hands. The time Strangles bear. kind of bonding <laughs> with uh, bears like I've bonded with dogs. Now, but yeah, now do I have bare hands the rest of my life? That's, that's the thing. That's question. the other thing. Would that's you rather have question. dog hands for the rest I of think your that's life or strangle a dog with your bare yeah, hands? <laughs> exactly. So like You get to have bear paws as your hands, but that comes with the knowledge that you had to strangle a dog. You have to dog. strangle a dog. Uh-huh. Or you could have dog hands, which is basically just have you have oversized paws. But I mean, are they, you had how, to strangle a bear to get it. Yeah. And is that like, uh, do, do my feet become dog? No, no my feet are still feet. this is just your hands. This is just your hands. Okay. Yeah, I think I still don't want, I, I'm going after the grizzly. Because people be like, why you got <laughs> dog hands? Well, let me tell you what I've done with these <laughs> yeah, dog hands. Let me tell you what I've done with these dog hands. Well, uh. Um, so yeah, what, what, what were you ultimately going with, Ross? Oh, man. Um, I don't want to strangle a dog. I want the bare hands, but I, I don't think I could actually strangle a dog. I think it probably in a life or death situation, I probably you don't have bare hands with the dog, right? It's regular hands. No, 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 no. You no, you you have bear claws, but oh. to have them, you have to strangle a dog. I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd probably say I would stick with my puppy hands, and I would I would kill a bear. There you go. Yeah, I'm killing Sam. the bear too for sure. Wonderful. I thought I thought you killed the dog with. Bare hands, as in like. Well, yeah, I think that's the joke. You hear it at first, yeah. and it sounds like it's your bare hands, yeah. and then then you get, get the flip. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit. I guess I'd have to kill a dog because I don't want to have weird hands the rest of my life. <laughs> Either damned way, you if you do, damned if you don't. Oh, that's fantastic. I want right. to keep my human hands, but now that I now yes. that I know, I'd kill the bear for sure. There you go. So I got one for you coming from the depths of Reddit. Which sleep-related superpower would you rather have? Out of body. Whenever you fall asleep, your consciousness separates from your physical body into an intangible, ghost-like entity. You are ghost-like and can move around, move through solid objects, teleport to places you've been. But you can't interact with any living thing or inanimate object and you'll wake up whenever you enter into your body again. Next power would be super sleeping. When you fall asleep... 30 minutes of sleep is equivalent to eight hours of restful sleep. Advanced sleepwalking. 
When you fall asleep, your body is able to sleepwalk and perform tasks that aren't too complex. You can walk, write, type, clean, etc. But you can't do stuff like play games, shop, work, build, etc. Your body will be aware of its surroundings and you'll have the same balance and coordination as if you were awake. Lucid dreams. When you fall asleep, you have 100% control over your dream and what happens in it. And you get to choose when you wake up. Dream movies. Every night you fall asleep, your dreams will be saved and recorded. When you wake up, you'll be able to view your dream on any device, TV, phone, laptop, etc. By using a special app, DVD, whatever you fancy. <laughs> dreams whatever can be shared and uploaded if you want. So that's your choices like out of body, super sleeping, advanced sleepwalking, lucid dreaming, or dream movies. Now, lucid dreaming sounds cool but it sounds like the one that's almost the most obtainable in real life so i'm gonna immediately yeah. knock, knock that, that one out. out yeah um dream movies is kind of cool and to play them I think like dream back movies is super cool right I, it's not what i would choose given my other choices but oh, I've well yeah about, i'm sure we've all thought about that before dream right? movies yeah yeah i can't wait for the day hopefully I would also, I, I'm personally, I'm cutting out advanced sleepwalking. That just sounds exhausting. I feel like my body would probably still yeah, be exhausted. Still, just fucking it, so tired after you It didn't say that you're, you still get yeah. the, I'm assuming it's implied that you still get the kind of rest you would get uh -huh. from a normal night's sleep while your body does all this. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. I would hope so. Super sleeping is cool too. I think personally, I think I've narrowed it down that I'm going to do the out of body experience. Where out you of just body experience? Be a ghost and go around and just, I don't know. That's look cool. at stuff mm -hmm. and do yeah. cool things <laughs> i um no i like that dude i would um i honestly i got a two-year-old so uh if i could do a power nap for 30 minutes Are and have eight hours of sleep done deal dude absolutely like that's the one because you know how much shit you can get done if you only sleep 30 minutes a day well and you could even you could sleep i could be a lazy ass sleep that. for an hour and then just you get could 16 sleep hours. for 30 minutes and then, you know, just take a nap, a cat nap and get another. However, yeah, much if you were sleep. to fall asleep, yeah. your like sleep schedule minutes. would be totally crazy. God, that'd be mm -hmm. insane. You'd be able to, I guess, be a lot, get a lot done. But then there's something, you, there's something that's got to you know how many movies I'd be able to watch. You know how many movies I'd be able to <laughs> review? Yeah. <laughs> All that time awake when the baby's asleep. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> the little one, the two-year-old with the baby up, soon to be here. Yeah, no, I'm just give that to me, please. Give that to me. All right, <laughs> super sleeping. Are you choosing the same thing, Sam? A hundred percent. That's all I can think about. <laughs> um, <laughs> as soon as it was said, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's um, hilarious. But the dream recording thing would have been my second choice because it's you know just some i i'm assuming i do dream but i n pretty much never ever remember my dreams oh that'd be so horrible be if you like too. actually got to choose one of these things and i'll be you'll be like i take the dream movies one and you play it back and it's just like blank tape <laughs> <laughs> you don't actually dream anything and you're like god damn it i could have been get in that super sleeping but i went with this because i always wanted it that's wonderful all right sam do you have one to round us out tonight yeah i'm pulling it randomly from this list i have online of 250 the best uh would you rathers and it is would you rather always have an annoying song stuck in your head or always have an itch that you can't reach Ugh. 
annoying song. Either of those Wait, what? I would pick an annoying song stuck in my head because I feel like that already happens plenty enough. An annoying yeah. itch I couldn't reach. Uh, that couldn't I do an itch. I, yeah. I couldn't. I could I do the itch. I don't want the I physical would, thing. I'd rather have battle the, the mental. The mental I'd battle. battle the mental strain. Well, it's yeah. a mental battle with the itch too. In my opinion, I've always been very good at not itching things that when you're not supposed ladies to. and gentlemen you have Scratch. heard it here not Sam. scratching itches self-proclaimed master of not needing to scratch an itch <laughs> that's right <laughs> well but it's always there always 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 even if you're scratching it does it never go away i guess makes it even better makes it even better I <laughs> but i mean a song always always in your head masochist sadist you're closing your eyes i think the song's worse i mean that's like people torture people with by playing music loudly well is it always the same annoying song or is it just like can can we switch can i be like well i'm annoyed by this song today like yeah is my annoying song playlist (laughs) yeah an annoying song i get now that's an interesting point that does mix it up exactly exactly if there's some variety to it to the I annoying songs see. that that, yeah. that that's either way but i, I am, think that's how i am an so. itch master anyway so yeah the itch master himself itch. well there you have it ladies and gentlemen that's how we're gonna end our night tonight ross and i will be listening to annoying songs in our head while nope. sam is mr scratch concentrating on not scratching an itch don't uh, scratch don't scratch we don't will do scratch it. don't do it Scratch it, scratch it, scratch it. Scratch anyway, it, <laughs> thank you everyone so much for joining us yet again on another episode. We appreciate it very much. And if you have any content or feedback or anything you want to let us know, you can go ahead and tell follow us. us. <laughs> tell us about it at Shuttle the Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to tell Ross this movie, you need to see it and you need to talk about it. Go find him on him on instagram at chuttle the ross if sam has some weird thing in history that we just must need must need and need to must know all about all about must need to know about please need must if you have something for sam that we must know about that involves any one of history's greatest mysteries go ahead and tweet or instagram at him at shuttle the sam instagram's <laughs> probably going to be the best way to hit up any of us and i am last and least you can follow me no, at shuttle no. the brian with a y because why not because uh, i love you no and that will be awesome if you guys hit at us or hit us up or do whatever you want to do to get at us you can even email us at shuttle the at gmail.com right Please. we got you that we'll it. take it anything you got we hear we see you listening out there and we appreciate it so much so until next time we'll be waiting late at night, but I could hear the faint sound of the dead child thump crackling. <laughs> I haven't heard that since I was a wee squat. Damn kids in the dead child. So tell me, is the dead child thump still popular? <laughs> <laughs> is it still relevant?
They still get out on the dance floor and do the Charlie Horse, the Twist, the Dead Child <laughs> Dump. Dump. <laughs> Have you heard the 2022 remaster of the Dead Child Thump? <laughs> 